Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. The Savachi syndrome, I'm telling you, I'm like, well, holy shit, that was crazy. Wait for it. Thick and slick. <laughs> What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Moto Aftermath Show, episode number 182. Is it better if I lower it down? That's fine. 182. I just didn't know if, like, the microphone was blocking the camera. Well, I mean, now we can look each other in the eyes. That, uh, okay. All right. Anyway, we are here. Show 182. First off-season show here for us. One of two that we are going to do. Um, this one, we are going to cover all of the moves. silly season moves so far this year. Um, so that's going to be in this one. The next one we're going to do, we're going to fix the sport with all the big hitters here. One so, of them is going to be in studio. So keep a, keep a lookout for that one here coming in the next few weeks. Uh, but anyway, before we get started, let's thank our sponsors. A couple more shows for this whole group of sponsors, and then we'll move on. And we may have some new ones. We may have some old ones come back. We may have some... Some drop off, but anyway, first off, our presenting sponsors. First up, TLR Coatings, been with us since the beginning. Custom powder coating, seracoding, sandblasting, and vapor blasting. One stop shop in Southwest Michigan for all of that. Make sure to check them out on all the major social media at TLR Coatings and also at TLRCoatings.com. They do shipping nationwide, so even if you don't live in Michigan, you can ship your parts in and we will coat them for you. Sweet. Next up, I want to thank our next presenting sponsor, BC Pizza. BC dot pizza. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that right. Okay, cool. It's a weird ass website, dude. Throws me off every time. Yeah, everybody says the same thing. Gourmet pizzas and junk. If you are in the Plainwell, Allegan, Otsego, Kalamazoo. Kalamazoo, Battle Creek area, yep. Make sure to check them out. BC Pizza, Justin's own. Come eat our gourmet food. And junk. And junk. <laughs> <laughs> you buy bangs there now, too. Uh, are, are you all coming back for next year or what? I got to. You haven't talked to Tim yet, huh? No. Smooth. I've only been asking you all week. I know, man. Dude. I'm trying to finalize stuff. I'm trying to get graphics done. Come uh, on, bro. You're killing me. Scatterbrained. You're holding it up. And our final presenting sponsor, Premier Custom Trailers. Justin, do you need a trailer? Yeah, sure. Commercial or residential? Commercial. Okay. The Premier Custom Trailers is your one-stop shop. They have what you need. They work with the best manufacturers in the industry and specialize in all your trailer needs. Sales, service, parts, or rentals, they do it all. PremierCustomTrailers.com, located five minutes south of Kalamazoo on US-131 in Schoolcraft, Michigan. They put the custom in customer service. We then have some other sponsors, some regular sponsors. Some regular. Regular. These regular. are the guys that make the daily operations happen here at the Moto Aftermath Show. So first off, I want to thank Boom Alias Sport with their pain balm and chill oil. Shit works awesome. THC free. So THC don't free. Jump down our throats. So you can use it for anything, basically. Yep. I put the pain balm on my kid's knees. She has knee issues. Works great. Does it does. Aliasport.com to order yours today. Chill out oil's awesome. Take a couple drops at night. We'll uh mellow you out for going to sleep. Yep. Use like that it. all the time, also now too. Same here. 
So anyway, also want to thank our friends at Complete Racing Solutions, completeracingsolutions.com, and the Moto E Academy. Boom, look at that. There, logo. Boom, fresh Tumblr. You going to make a comment? You want to make a comment? Make nope. a comment. Nope. Make it. Hold on. Let nope. me just... Um, nope. What are, you, what are you doing right now? I'd like for you to make a comment about our Complete Racing Solutions sponsorship. I would, I would just, I just want my tumbler. That's, <laughs> That's all I want. I just want my tumbler. <laughs> I am partaking in some tasty adult beverages. Yes, actually, this time he is, because last time we were in studio and I asked him, he just had water in his cup. That is not just water, folks. Boom. Boom. Done. Anyway, so Complete Racing Solutions, make sure to check them out. They will help you with training, whether you're trying to train for moto or any sort of other physical activity or you're just trying to do some weight loss coach rob and the and the whole group over there they will help you out they're very helpful just being a better person yep make you healthier which everyone needs in this time in our lives that's an understatement yep also want to thank our friends over at the dirt bike depot the dirt dash bike depot.com or the dirt bike depot on all the major social media networks they sell new and gently used parts gear uh uh what's it called casual wear all sorts of stuff from your favorite riders you won't necessarily know it's from your favorite riders, but it's pretty easy to figure out. So make sure, again, to check them out. Also want to thank our friends over at JT Cycle for helping us out with prizes for our fantasy shows and our everything like that. We did our final fantasy show that was you know, only a few weeks late. It's fine. It's up now. It's going. So thanks, everyone, who check played. I still don't think I've heard from our winner yet. So if you did win our league, which we made the announcement in that show, so go check it out and uh, see if you won and you want a free set of answer gear. And then, as always for this show, make sure to like, subscribe, comment down below, comment what you helps like, us a lot. what you don't like. It helps. It does help us out. Make sure to check us out on all the major social media networks at the Moto Aftermath Show. And like on this channel, we, we're doing bike builds now. Yep, keeps that stupid YouTube algorithm going. Yep, we have our CRF450, our Jeff Walker CRF450 build mm -hmm. drawing to a close here. We're a couple episodes in on YouTube. If you follow us on like Instagram and stuff, I've been posting stuff up um, saying that uh, that we are getting close here. So We are. We only have a few, uh, a few things left and uh, should be ready to fire up next few, Sunday. A few little things and we're good to go. Yep um make if you want any merch you want to help us out buy something on amazon patreon etc those links are all in the description down below patreon is going to get better next year i'm going to talk to kevin about some patreon stuff uh get some help with that we are working with clutch media to do some bonus media for the patreon viewers got hopefully some, do got some, some cool stuff coming up with him here soon custom merch and everything um, and then again, if you don't want to watch this whole thing on um, on YouTube, make sure to check us out on uh, all the major podcast networks, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, uh, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, all that good stuff. Yeah, Let's, guys. We listen say it to enough. us that way. Yep. We say it enough. We know these shows have gotten a lot longer and we understand that it's hard to sit down and watch a three hour show and sometimes even listen. So for all the people that uh, have stuck by us and listen to those shows and, you know, comment like subscribe we really appreciate it and uh we can't uh we can't thank you guys enough like i said i understand that we're one of the longer shows out there and it's not easy but uh we appreciate all you guys all the ones that have been there since the beginning and all the new ones we really yep. do it yep. means a lot we do appreciate it guys and uh i'm gonna try to do better at getting these shows cut up a little more for youtube so if you guys just want to watch specific parts we will have specific parts up on there yep. um if you want to watch the whole thing the whole thing will still be on there or you can go like i said and listen to the whole thing 
Um, so anyway, show 182 here. So what we're going to start off with is that we did something a little different here because it's off season and we're kind of floating around just kind of seeing what works. Um, so for this show, we don't have any live call-ins. This is going to be a little old school with just basically me and Justin sitting here talking silly oh, season moves. And, uh, but we did have a couple interviews. So first up, I interviewed Privateer Hero, number 800. Now he's going to be number 92. That's pretty for cool. For the 2022 season. It's pretty cool for the fact that that shows you how well he did, considering he didn't even race all of the nationals. Oh, yeah. Didn't ride Supercross and still got a top 100 number. Yep. Uh, Michigan local Jace Kessler. He's going to be our first interview up here. And then uh, after that, I have another Michigan local and uh, we'll call it a rising amateur talent, Noah Shuring. Yep, did uh, I think both moto combines? Yep, did both moto combines. Yep. So, um, so yeah, so we're gonna play those interviews here, and then we'll come back and we're gonna talk silly season. So, here is the Jace Kessler and Noah Shuring interviews, and we'll be back in just a little bit from those. All right, everyone. Now on the phone with us here, as promised, privateer hero, and probably outdoor rookie of the year here. Mr. Jace Kessler. Jace, what's going on, man? Hey, man, not much. Just getting back from the track, and uh, yeah, thanks for having me on here. Yeah, bro, I really wish I would have known you were going to uh, you were going to Martin today uh, to ride because I would have stopped up. I was all like, I was five minutes from there this afternoon, so I really could have just pulled in. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, shoot, I could I could have even pulled up. I didn't know you were that close to there. Oh <laughs> yeah, up after and. And, uh, yeah, but, uh, you know, we make it work, whatever we got to do. Yeah, man. I mean, next time you're headed out there to ride or something, like, let me know. Cause we go, like, we usually go on the weekends strictly because I've got a kid and we got a lot of shit going on during the week. Uh, but we, we have been there several times this year. I like that place a lot, man. Was it, uh, was it busy up there today? Uh, no, it actually wasn't too bad today. It was, it was pretty chill. Um, you know, it's, it's Martin's always good, man. It, it's, I think one of, one of the best, better tracks in Michigan to, you know, as far as the ruts and everything goes. So, uh, yeah, I go there to get my motos in and, uh, have a little fun with the boys. Actually, my last practice, we had a little, we had a little bet and, uh, rode the last practice, no Jersey, just no shirt on out there. So <laughs> it was pretty funny. Who, uh, who else but, was there? Um, I, I had a couple of my buddies, Mark, um, my uh my mechanic justin you met at iron man he wasn't there but uh and then one of my other buddies trey so oh, okay um yeah a couple of them and we always know know people at the track so no that's cool sweet so uh yeah because dude there's always people that show up there like um who was there oh last time i was there uh gruy was there and then lorenz was there um and that was pretty funny because gruy was coming off his broken leg or whatever and uh <laughs> he like lorenz could not get by him like he was smoking lorenz all day it was pretty fun dude, to watch dude gruy is insane he was actually there today oh god uh, matter of fact but um yeah dude gruy that guy's that guy's a fucking legend man like i i, I mean what can you say he's, he's still just ripping dude so that's that's awesome but uh yeah like he was there and uh that that little janet kid was there so uh he goes good on the super mini Oh yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah there, there's a couple dudes there today. Yeah, yeah, dude. Gruy is he's something else, man. I interviewed him at the beginning of the year, I want to say, like during Supercross or something. I called him up at one point, man. Dude is just a legend around. He is so fast for a vet yeah. guy, like an old vet guy too. He's not. He's not a thirty plus vet guy. He's fifty <laughs> plus and on. 
Oh, for sure. I dude, I swear he could still go out and, and maybe qualify for a national. He he shreds and, and good dude for sure. So Oh yeah, hundred hundred percent, man. He's he's I yeah. mean, we were at Vet Fest at Redbud, I don't know, a month or so ago, and he's launching Laracos and I'm just like, Really? This is, <laughs> this is what we're doing today, huh? So Oh, I know. That the guy is nuts. Yeah. Um, so anyway, all right, so let's uh let's get your superhero backstory here. Where you come from, um, how you started riding, when you started riding, and kind of your come up here. Cause I mean basically you came out of Loretta's this year and then just started riding the pros and just uh for lack of a better term, destroying everyone uh as far as rookies went. So give give us your give us your abbreviated superhero backstory here. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. But yeah, from uh, from Eagle, Michigan, it's kind of like in the Lansing area, so pretty much middle of the state, you know, part of Mi- Michigan Mafia, man. Always, always <laughs> been here, shredding the mitten. But um, yeah, I, I started riding when I was three. My uh, my dad got me a bike, and and I just I I took to it, man. First time I got on the bike, that was I knew that's what I wanted to do. I loved dirt bikes. I just loved loved anything with wheels, you know. So. Um, got, got a bike going when I was three and then I started racing, um, uh, when I was four, actually my first race was, uh, was at Moreland's and, uh, had a little, uh, the little Suzuki P-Dub when, when they had those out. So, um, yeah, that's how I got started. And, uh, yeah, first time going to Loretta's was, was 2009 on a junior bike. We didn't really know uh, much about it and, um, was kind of doing the, the local stuff, the uh, district 14 GLMX and, um, heard about Loretta's and, and everything. So we had uh, decided to try for the, for that. And I made it. And, uh, my first year there, I got six and, and been going there ever since. And then pretty much doing all the, all the amateur nationals and, uh, up until, up until this point. So, um, yeah, man, just trying to, trying to make it happen. That's always been my dream to be a, a professional motocross racer. And, um, you know, I want to, I want to be a, a top guy at that. So I have, I have big goals for myself and I've always, since I've, I've been little knew what, what I wanted to do. So, um, yeah, just, just plugging away at it and, uh, trying to make it happen, man. Sweet. So do you have, um, have you won any titles at Loretta's or. Uh, no, I had, I didn't end up winning any titles at Loretta's. I came so close so many times, dude. Like I, I, I threw away a couple titles for sure. Um, I've gotten second multiple times, third multiple times. I've won motos. Just I've been super close, but just always came up a little bit short. Um, one year on a 65, I was leading the last moto, got passed on the last lap with two corners to go, and uh, and threw away the title. That was that was when uh, me, uh, Aiden Fierro, uh, Styles, and, and Masterpool. We're, we're all battling for a title that year. So I, I lost it that year. Um, 2019, I, uh, I, I threw it away, had a bad photo, my last one. So I've, I've came close, so close. And that was, you know, that was a big goal of mine was, was to win Loretta's and, you know, it, it's a bummer. I didn't for sure. But uh, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, the amateur stuff, it, it really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of it. Cause once you go pro, it's a, it's a totally different ball game is, you know, I've realized that now, uh, racing a few of these pro races and stuff and, you know, what you do as an amateur really doesn't matter. It's all, all what you make happen when you, when you're pro, but, um, yeah, would have loved to win that for sure. I've, I've won, uh, other titles, Minios, Daytona, um, throughout the years growing up and stuff. I've, I've quite a few, quite a few titles, but, uh, yeah, never, never got a Loretta's one. Well, that's awesome, man. Um, so you go pro this year and you started in the 250 class correct because i believe that was how i first basically found out like my co-host justin he 
somehow even even as far away from amateur racing as he is now knows all of you amateur guys. So he was <laughs> he he had said your name. And then I started hearing about you through like Pulpamex fantasy stuff because you're racing a bone stock 250F from my understanding and literally like getting top 20s on it. So <laughs> how does the decision get made of, hey, I'm going to go pro, I'm going to race a 250F, but it's going to be bone stock because there's not a lot of dudes that would be like, yeah, this seems like a good idea because the 250 class, eh, you don't really see that much. Yeah, no, it it was it was really tough, man. And, and man, I simply just I didn't have a mod bike. I was I wanted to race a few of the pro nationals before uh, before Loretta's. It was really mainly to to get my feet wet for one, you know, racing in the on the pro scene. But um, you know, mainly to to just help prepare me for Loretta's. Just like the the long motos, and you can't beat that intensity racing them guys. So that was kind of like the main thought behind it was to was to race uh, a few of them before Loretta's, get my feet wet um you know running some long motos intensity all that and uh yeah i just didn't have a mod bike race a race a bone stalker man stock exhaust stock bike everything um it was it was tough tough for sure i was definitely definitely a bit underpowered and especially in the 250 class it's so hard to to compete against some factory bikes in general but um you know no excuses man like i i wasn't you know i just going out there to race my dirt bike and and trying to do the best i can on on whatever i'm on so um, you know, coulda, woulda, shoulda, uh, you know, wish obviously I had a, a mod bike, good, good, good running mod bike, but we did it. And, uh, that was just a situation that was put in my hands and just made it work. So, uh, yeah, I raced high point Redbud in Southwick on the 250 and, um, I, you know, did, did fairly well, you know, always got eight up on the start and stuff, but I was always coming through the pack and I, I got all, you know, top twenties at, at every round and stuff. So that was, you know, I feel like a pretty solid and, and put a good baseline for for after Loretta's and uh and yeah so that's how that came about what were your what were your finishes at Red Bud do you remember um I went I went 22 or I went 19 22 the second moto I was in 16th and I crashed on the last lap so I lost a few spots so I probably would have would ended up going 19 16 but I I went down and, and lost some spots so 19 22 at Red Bud so basically on pace with Levi Kitchen. Got it. Okay, cool. Because that dude, me and him got some beef going on right now because he said he was going to launch LaRocco's first lap of practice there. So I went up and stood by LaRocco's, even though we're Red Bud natives too. So like, we're not necessarily all about that LaRocco's life. You know how it is after you've been there for so many years. It's like, eh, yeah, they're just, you know, doing a big jump or whatever. Yeah. So we went up there first practice, and I waited for Kitchen to launch that, and that fuck stick didn't jump that jump all day. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I think I think he was just all, all talk on that one. Dude, uh, he was. He, 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 didn't, he, didn't, he, didn't know, he didn't know how big how big the leap really was. You know, he got that taste of, of the Michigan the Michigan Red Bud, so. He didn't, he didn't want <laughs> no, to pull a Fortner, I, so, you know, I can't blame him on that one, but still, dude, if you're going to yeah. if you're gonna call it out like that, like, oh, yeah, I'll do this first lap of practice. All right, let's see it, bud. Make it happen. I was <laughs> no, ready. Levi, Levi's a good dude. He's funny. He's funny as hell, really, but um, no, that, that is funny. I did hear that, and, and a few people were bummed, man. They, they were like, man, what, where was it at? Yeah. I, I think I even asked him. I said, where, where was that leap at? Oh, yeah. Trust me. Like, if I ever talk to that kid, that's going to be the first thing I'm going to say is like, bro, we got some beef because 2021, I go to the leap to watch you do this, and you don't. That was a bummer. We have beef. Yeah. So, whatever. Um. Anyway, so, uh, so bro, you've been, you've been traveling the country here. 
in a box van all year, basically hitting these pro races. I mean, tell us some good road stories that you can tell us without you know any legal ramifications here uh because <laughs> i've been watching the vlog a little bit and it looks like you guys have a good time on the road and i'm just i'm curious because we used to travel a little bit for some other motorcycle stuff so i know there's always good road stories that happen yeah no man we just been having a blast we were on the road for for a while we did the three uh three rounds right before loretta's and then uh yeah went to loretta's and stuff and then after did four out of the last five rounds so yeah, we just, you know, we go in the box van, load it up and, and just, and go, go race. So it, it's a good time. I, I have my buddy Justin with me and, and he helps me out, uh, at those pro races. And we kind of have a little, a little thing. We, we call it a team. It's a, our little vlog or whatever, like you said. And, um, yeah, no, it's a good time. Honestly, man, this year it's, it's went pretty dang smooth. We don't have really any, any like crazy stories really. I mean, you always get like the, the crazy road ragers and, and some stuff like that, but, um, ah, any really any homeless, nothing too spectacular. Um, any homeless people trying Iron to Man, break in? No, no, dude, nothing really at Ironman though. We, uh, we were heading there and in, in the van, uh, the brakes went out on the van, the, the line got a <laughs> hole in it. So I was going through a dude. I was, I was driving too. I was going through Indy dude. And, and the, the brake is just going right to the floor and we had nothing. It was, it was really, I'm like, I'm like, well, you know, hopefully no one like hits their brakes too quick because you know, they're getting, they're getting rammed for sure. So, <laughs> uh, that was probably the sketchiest thing we've had to happen was we, we had to go to Iron Man, no breaks, but other than that, dude, nothing too crazy. We, uh, we always have it on the vlog at the hotels where we'd be, uh, we'd be stealing the water, filling up our tanks at the hotel and washing our bikes <laughs> in the parking lot. Yeah. Unadilla, we were in, we were in the straight hood in, in, in Unadilla and, uh, we, we, we filled our, our hotel or our tank up at the hotel and, uh, we, we pull all, all of our stuff out of the van and, and we're just cleaning everything up. And it, it was pretty funny that was, but, um, yeah, nothing, nothing too crazy this year, but throughout the years I have, have had some, some wild stories for sure. Do any of them involve hookers propositioning? <laughs> no, no one, one year, this was about 2018. Um, me and, uh, me and one of my, my friends, Antonio, we went to, uh, we were going to California and uh, we were going from Michigan in the van, and uh, man, we had a whole slew of problems. Um, we got the tires changed on the van before we left, and in the place, I I should you not didn't uh, torque down the lug nuts on the on the tires. So um, we're we're going through Nebraska at three in the morning, and the tires just literally fly off the back of the van. I don't know. I was driving. I don't know how I, how we did didn't like die pretty much. Van was just swapping back and forth, and uh, we had a whole slew of problems because it it like messed up a bunch of the wiring under the van when uh when the tires came off man destroyed the fenders the fucking back step and um man caused a whole bunch of problems we broke down six times on that trip because nobody could figure out the the whole wiring situation from the from the wheels so that was uh that was pretty crazy that was that was something out of a movie holy smokes so um the paula race paula two there you went out and kind of got the factory treatment, courtesy of uh, of a of another podcast, Schmulpa Max. There, uh, <laughs> what was what was that experience like for you, man? Uh, no, it was good. I was uh, I've always been pretty close with Nick Way. You know, he's a fellow Michigan guy, and uh, he hit me up a few a couple weeks prior to Paula, and was uh, you know asked me if I had any interest in racing Paula, and I was like, you know, hell yeah, like I'd love to for sure, but you know, I had at the time no plans of racing it just because that's you know pretty far for us to drive all the way from michigan to california so 
um, my season was going to end at Ironman and, and, uh, and Nick hit me up and asked me that. And, uh, and he said he could try to make something happen. And then, um, yeah, Paul, they had me on that privateer Island podcast and, and I was, I was talking to him and, and he offered for me to ride his bike. So I, I hit him up after the show and, uh, and he used to be Nick's mechanic as well. So they kind of were already talking, I guess. And, uh, and yeah, Steve let me ride his bike and, um, I just, I flew out there with my suspension handlebars, you know, um, chains, sprockets, whatever I could take really to make the bike feel at home. And, uh, yeah, I got the factory treatment, had a lot of help from, from Nick way, Steve, and, uh, and also, uh, Paul Parabinos from rental. He, he, uh, he helped be my mechanic for the weekend because Justin couldn't make it last second. So he, uh, he really came in clutch because that guy, that guy busted his ass. And, uh, <laughs> we had to get a lot of stuff changed on that bike. We have a, a pretty funny story. I was swapping my suspension when I, when I first got there and, um, I, I, I pulled the seat off and I, and I looked down and I'm just like, wow, Steve shock bolt was literally halfway out of the shock in that bike. Uh, <laughs> so one more ride and that shock probably, probably was, was going to go through the seat on him. But, um, Jesus. so it was a little squirrely, you know, but, uh, we had to get a few things for it, but all in all, it was good. And, you know, I was just stoked to be out there racing, man. And, and um, and have those type of people support me and, and help me really, really meant a lot. And, uh, met a lot of good people out there too. So, um, yeah, I was just stoked to keep my season going and, uh, and, and be racing out there. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, I listen to a bunch of Steve stuff. I like, he's got good info and, uh, I like how he helps you helps a lot of you guys out. So yeah, I was listening to those stories of, of all the things wrong with his bike when you guys were taking it apart to put your stuff <laughs> on there. And I feel like his definition of being a former mechanic is very loose. We'll say because yes. <laughs> from the yes. stories yeah, we, of him hey. not washing his bike to all the stuff that was wrong with it, I'm like, uh, are you sure? Are you sure he used to be a factory mechanic? I'm confused here. <laughs> no, Nick, Nick was giving him some crap because, uh, <laughs> yeah, he gets a bike and, and the thing just wasn't washed at all. It looked like it hadn't been washed ever really. So <laughs> he had, he had his kids out there. He had Donovan out there scrubbing on it, getting it all nice and clean for me. That's awesome. <laughs> that is yeah. awesome. So, um, so what's, what's the plan for the off season here? I know you told me, I think that you're going to California this weekend or what's the, what's the plan here? What's the deal? Yeah, man. So after, after Paula, I just, man, there's no off season, off season for me. I just wanted to keep grinding and, and keep riding. So after Paula got back here, just took a couple quick days off and, uh, just pretty much got back to it, man. Just trying to, trying to make them gains. Cause I, I feel like now is really the time of, of when you make that and everybody's, you know, have, has their off season, obviously, you know, it's a, it's a long season, but I jumped in there at the end. So, um, I'm so fresh and ready to go and I, you know, trying to, trying to get better and, and keep improving. So I just kept at it and I've been training here in, in Michigan, just, just trying to stay at it for right now. And then, um, you know, the plan is doing uh East coast supercross 2022. So, um, going to be jumping on that here pretty shortly. Uh, I'm going to head down to, to Kevin Windham's house and, and be training supercross with him. So, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to that and, uh, and, and everyone down there. So, um, you know, he can definitely teach me a thing or two about SX. So I, I got a lot to learn, but I want to get on it, you know, as, as quick as I can, because, um, it, it's just a totally different ball game and, and I want to come into supercross like really dialed. So sick um so uh what are you doing for bikes for the 250s are you staying on blue crew or are you moving to something else what's uh what's the plan for that 
um it, it's kind of in in the works i've had a few uh a few teams hit me up after after outdoors i i, oh, I do put tell. In, you know do some tell. pretty some <laughs> some some decent results and at least turn some people's heads so i i had you know quite a few smaller teams hit me up and um you know which is good it's it's what i need i i, I really you know want to get on something to to get me going for uh for supercross and you know and beyond because man it's so tough going to these races like, on your own like you know in the van you're driving there and just that alone like just drains you and, and then you're you know i'm in between motos like changing my filter sometimes and, and just doing all this stuff you know that uh that definitely takes away from the racing a bit you know you can you know is say it doesn't all you want but you know at you know all these guys like half of them on the line <laughs> they're not changing their filters and doing all the stuff i'm doing out there so um, that was definitely the goal was, uh, was to get on something so I can, I can at least show up, man, and, and focus on, on riding my dirt bike, have everything be ready. And, um, you know, then I can, I can worry about putting in good results and stuff. So, um, I'm talking to a few teams right now. Uh, I'm not going to mention who, but, um, great. I'm going to text you after this. I want the inside scoop. (laughs) (laughs) I'll let you know after, but yeah, no, I've been talking to a few, uh, a few teams and, uh, one in particular that, that I really want to want to go with and they have, I have a really solid program and, and seem like, you know, really good people. So, um, potentially might be riding Hondas. That's all I'm going to say, but, okay. uh, um, yeah, something that's in the works right now and, and we're getting it figured out. So, um, if I were to be full privateer again, I'd, I'd be, I'd be on Yamaha for sure. I'd, I'd stick on Yamaha, but, uh, um, with who I'm looking at right now, it potentially could be Honda. So with, uh, let's just say for, for argument's sake here, if you were to stay full privateer with Yamaha, do you have a, do you have a, uh, uh, dealership that gets you guys bikes or what's the, what's the deal with that? Are you just buy yours or how does that work? Uh, you know, not really. Um, we, we do have some support from us 27 motorsports and they, they have helped me out quite a bit but you know i'm still buying bikes and, and everything they they try to help me out as much as i can you know getting parts you know at cost and that type of stuff but yeah still buying bikes and everything and um and all that so if i were to be privateer um yeah it would be you know getting some fresh bikes and uh and, and sticking with them but i've been i've been lucky enough to have them help me like they have and uh and always keep me dialed in with you know making sure i got everything getting parts to me quick and everything like that but um yeah, no, we're just, we're pretty much paying for everything full privateer. Now, if, if you were to stay privateer also, would you go back to four fifties for outdoors next year then? Um, I honestly, it's hard to say, man. It, it's kind of, we, we've talked about it and it is probably would be a possibility for sure. I think, um, with the team I'm, I'm talking to right now, that could be, uh, a potential as well. They, they wanted me to ride 450 outdoor and, and 250 supercross. So I might be riding 450 outdoor anyways. So, okay. um, you know, it's just, it, it's hard, man, especially privateer. It's, it's really hard to, to compete against some factory bikes into 250 and, and 450. It's just that gap, even though you're still going up against them bikes and, you know, the fastest guys in the world, like the, the gaps a little less, at least between the bikes. And, um, it, it makes it just a little bit easier, you know, more, more on the skill level instead of instead of the bike like the 250 so mm-hmm. um yeah just kind of play it by ear and you know go from there it's kind of long long ways away but supercross for sure 250 and then um yeah it could be a good possibility for 450 outdoor again that'd be cool that'd be cool yeah now yeah because like- originally how i how i even like rode to 450 was i was i signed up for all those races in 250 class and uh at, at loretta's my bike blew up so mm-hmm. um 
I was leaving the following like Wednesday, right after Loretta's to go to, uh, we were hitting this little, uh, this little night race in, uh, New York before Unadilla. So we had to leave fairly quick. And, uh, my dad would work and stuff. He, he didn't, <laughs> he didn't want to mess with it. So we got my entry switched to 450 and I, I really didn't have any expectations, you know, for how I do or whatever. We we're just kind of, I just wanted to, to go racing is either that or, or not race at all. So, you yeah. know, obviously I'm going to, I'm going to race. I, I'm a racer. I want to, I want to be out there. So we went there and, and I, and I, I, I did really well, was running in the top 10 for over half the moto and, and finished 13th in one of the motos. So after that, we just got all the rest of the entry fees, um, you know, switched over 450 and, and just kind of ran it from there. Sweet. Well, I'll say you did pretty good because I mean, you went for, a, you ran a handful of outdoor races is all this year and you still managed to get a national number. Like I think the only guy who did it in less races than you was like Robbie Wageman, who's number 99 next year. I think, I think he only did like two or three, like one supercross and two outdoors. So that's not bad. Yeah. Race. That's not bad. No, man, I, I really appreciate it. And that, honestly, that was, that was one of my goals too. I, I really wanted a two digit number and, uh, Honestly, I, man, I could have had one probably so much lower too. A few of those rounds, I only like Ironman only raced the one moto. Um, Paula only raced the one moto. You know, all due to like DNS and stuff. And mm-hmm. and uh, so there, you know, there's multiple of those races where I only raced one moto. And and and, uh, and yeah, so I'm surprised I uh, I got enough points to grab one. But you know, I'm stoked. I'll be every 92 in 2022. So. That a boy. Well, I mean, a- AC vibes. Yes, there you go. Exactly. There's a lot of you, there's a lot of you guys. Uh, we have a another privateer friend of the show, Scott Meshi, and he was like dead set on on trying to get a two digit number also. And he didn't race, but a couple supercrosses, I want to say, just because he couldn't get his bikes around. And then outdoors, he was also cursed with bike issues and physical issues and only getting like one moto in per race basically and he still managed to snag like 84 and so he was super stoked he was texting me on the last show like dude look at this i got 84 i'm like sick bro (laughs) hurling's vibes so Uh, yeah no no that's cool i mean and that you know that's a big big accomplishment in itself just you know a a two-digit number some people don't don't get that opportunity so um definitely a goal of mine. And, and I, I knew obviously I, I could, but, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely a little accomplishment there getting a little two digit number. So that's cool. I sure. mean, you guys are the bet of the best 100 riders in the United States. Like that is, that is an accomplishment. No matter what anyone says, you guys shred, um, 100%. So, um, so have you ever ridden, uh, like any supercross before, like actually ridden, not just like say play ride on a track or or is this going to be like all new for you um you know obviously i don't have much experience but i have ridden supercross uh a few times and and uh and all that actually i raced my my first time ever like training on supercross or riding a supercross track was for 2016 monster cup i went to monster cup in 2016 and 2017 oh okay um i got fifth in 2016 my first year and then my second year I, i won the second moto and, uh, I, I had a, I had a, a bike problem, my first moto. So I, hmm. I had a DNF, but I went out and won the second moto in, in 2017. And then pretty much since then, I really don't have too much. I rode it at club MX, um, for a couple weeks on a 250, And then the only other time was for, uh, I was out in California getting my supercross points and, uh, I, I rode it for a solid three, four weeks out there. So, um, a little bit of experience on it, but, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely a lot to learn and stuff. Well, 
I wish you luck, sir. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, hey, I'm, I'm excited for it. I, I've always, I've always liked Supercross, and and uh, I, I think I can be a pretty good Supercross rider, especially learning some stuff from Kevin and and, and them guys down there. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. You know, that, that stuff excites me, and I'm, I'm ready to race in stadiums and and uh, under the lights for sure. Yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting to see. Do you know who else is uh, who else is training down there? Because wasn't Kitchen there? Kitchen was there for a while, but is he there anymore, or did he have to um, go to the goat farm? Yeah, with when he got with Star, um, he uh, he he had to leave because they they you know re- required him to be down there with them guys. At first, they were in California, and then uh, he's they're down in Florida now. But uh, yeah, um, he, he's not down there anymore. But I you know I heard kind of rumors. I don't know anything hundred percent or not, but I heard they're trying to work something out with them guys to see if they can, uh, can, can get down there every so often and, and ride down there. So that would be cool to, to ride with some of them guys. But, um, yeah, I don't really know who's going to be down there riding supercross. I have a lot of amateur guys, obviously riding, uh, riding, um, outdoors and, and getting ready for Ponca and going to be like mini O's coming up and all that. So, yep. uh, I'm not too sure on that, but yeah, I'm just ready to get on it and, and start learning, man. Sweet, will be awesome. Do you have a Do you have a trainer, or do you just kind of make it up as you go along, or how does that work for like your off the bike stuff? Um, no. So off the bike, like so far, I've I've always been someone who's done my my own program a lot of times. So I've, I've been super, always been super self motivated, and and always kind of done more, I guess, of like a Jeremy Martin type program. I I, I train at home when it, when it gets nice here. I'm I'm obviously down south in the winter. But when, as soon as it gets nice here, I'm back home and, and I'm training, you know, doing my own program, riding and, and, and working out and, you know, being around, uh, you know, enough facilities and just the, the knowledge and experience I've gained. I, I've, I'm pretty good with fitness and, and, you know, knowing what to do, working out, um, all that stuff. So I run my own, all my own program, really. I, I do everything on my own, my own, all, everything, riding, my, when it comes to everything in the gym, you know, even my, on my own aging, I work, work in all my own deals, everything. So, um, trying to do it all, it, it can be a lot sometimes, but, uh, uh, you know, I wouldn't want it any other way really. And I've always, uh, always, you know, had the motivation and, and, and knew, you know, what, what I have to do. So, um, and, and I feel like I, I've done fairly well for myself with it. Always, you know, in those outdoor races, I, I'm not fading. I'm always strong to the end and, and, and going hard. So, um, I must, must be doing something. Okay. Sweet, man. Well, that's cool. Um, all right. So I told you we'd keep it to about a half hour here. So we're getting towards that. So, uh, uh you're, you're all good, man. Shout out. Um, let's, let's hear anybody who's helped you out or anybody who supports you, like give them a shout out, let everybody know where they can find you, man. So that that way they, these people can go follow you and uh and keep tabs on what you're doing because uh you're you're going places here after watching no. you ride at uh at iron man and stuff like you're you're making some moves here so no man i i really appreciate it and that's that's always that's always been a dream man i just want to make it so bad and i've since i've been little like i said that's been my goal and that's that's been my dream so you know we're, we're trying to make it happen and you know i'm going to do everything i can to make that happen so um you know for sure i've had a lot of people help me along the way and I really like to give a shout out to obviously my parents, you know, supporting me my whole career and, and, and having, you know, supportive parents to, to be there and, and help, you know, help my, my racing program. And, and, you know, the last few years as well, my buddy, Justin McCloskey, he, uh, that guy's a legend. He's, you know, we're going to the amateur races together and, and, you know, he, 
he volunteered to help me out for the for the pro round so it was just me and him going in the van you know just traveling around the country racing so um he's been a big part of my life for sure for the past couple of years um you know he, he's been there through it all so him my parents and uh you know my family friends just everybody man they're super supportive and um you know as well i'd like to thank like o'neill and and uh and all the guys over there because they've been a huge part of my program for the last six years as well and and uh and they've been you know like family to me so um you know there's there's a lot of people for sure but uh yeah i i'd say them and uh and yeah we're just we're keep it going for sure what's the uh what's the what's the instagram handle man uh, at Jay Kessler 92 now, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it was, it was at Jay Kessler 51, you know, that was always my amateur number and, uh, I didn't want to change it to the 800, you know, so I wanted Smart to wait until I got two digits. So <laughs> I, uh, at Jay Kessler 92 on Instagram, um, that's pretty much my handle for everything. Uh, you know, you can look us up on YouTube, my channel, we have the, the 18 vlogs we, uh, we've been putting out you know, doing the, the, the race weekends at the pro nationals and, uh, and whatever else. So, um, that's kind of been something fun we've been doing me and Justin and, uh, uh, my buddy Trey, uh, my other, my other friend Ross, you know, the whole, whole bunch of guys. We have a, we have a little group here in Michigan and, uh, came up with a little 18 thing. So, uh, yeah, look us up on YouTube, check out the vlogs, Instagram, TikTok at Jay Kester 92 as well. So, um, yeah, I think that's, that, that's about all I'm on. <laughs> well, awesome, man. Well, thank you congratulations on a great year this year for your pro rides and uh yeah can't wait to uh can't wait to see where this goes in the future man yeah no i thank you so much man i really really appreciate you having me on here and uh man stoked to be talking with you so hey thank you don't worry we're gonna get you on during the season too after you start doing supercross <laughs> all right sounds good I'm, I'm down for sure all right thanks buddy we'll talk soon uh all right sounds good thank you man yep all right everyone next up on the show here we have amateur should we call you a prodigy or uh i mean uh, a combine veteran now at this point uh <laughs> i wouldn't call myself a prodigy <laughs> quite yet but yeah you can call me a combine veteran for okay sure. all right combine veteran no assuring no what's going on man not much um just got done riding tonight and um just having a good week Sweet, sweet. Where were you? Uh, where were you riding at? Are you in Michigan right now, or are you somewhere else? Yeah, I'm up here in uh, Michigan. We have a track um, not too far from home, and I was just working some corners because we've got um, quite a bit of rain recently. So, just working some corners and doing some starts tonight. You know, just getting time on the bike. Were, were you at uh, what is it M40 that you guys own? <laughs> yep, yep. That's M40. Yeah, nice. Yeah, that's a good sand track. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, I. Uh... I have I have done some digging. We'll call it some light stalking. I think is how they put it on Deadpool uh, to uh, to find out uh, you know where you might ride up here and things like that. And I have found out that you guys own the M the old M40 track, so that's freaking sweet. And then uh, through through my light stalking, and by light stalking, what I mean is I flew over in an airplane. Uh, I figured out that you guys have a supercross track that's like two miles from my house. If I'm correct, no here. way. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, we do it. We do have a supercross track. Um, that's actually a lot closer to my home, and um, it's not quite done yet. So we're still working on it a little bit. And with all the rain, we haven't had time to really ride it. But yeah, there is a pretty nice supercross track we're working on here. Now, uh, did you guys build that yourselves, or is that did you have somebody come in and build that, or what's what's the deal with that? Um, 
actually that was my dad so oh okay my dad's been um building tracks basically um his whole life since he has been riding so oh, okay um he just got some tips from uh josh woods is um i trained down at gpf so okay josh woods gave him um some of the measurements and um is a little work in progress but um he's got it down to a science now so i won't lie to you so so literally the way i found your supercross track is last year before covid hit i was coming back from florida right and i'm flying mm-hmm. in on the airplane in the afternoon and I'm looking out the window and I can, you know, how you can tell when you get close to home, like where you're at. And I look down and I can see this supercross track layout and I'm like, where the hell is this thing at? So then I'm on Google Earth looking around and I like kind of find a track outline out there. And I'm like, I got it. Like, I have to go find this. It's in the middle of a cornfield. I'm trespassing a little bit, but I got to go find this place. So I went for a little jog and uh, walked out there and I was like, holy shit. There's a supercross track literally like two miles from my house. This is nuts. So, um, yeah, dude, it, it is wild that it is there because middle of nowhere, Michigan, you would not think there is a <laughs> supercross track just laid out. And, uh, and I actually, uh, I was telling, um, Kevin, when he was here in July for the Redbud race, Kevin Moran's, I was like, yo, man, would you believe right there in the back of that field, there's a supercross track? He's like, no freaking way. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I went and I went and found it like it was there. And he's like, that is incredible. So you guys, uh, you can get that together. Like, can we go ride that? Or what, what's, what's the deal there? <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. Like, yeah, I can't believe you found it, you know, on the airplane and stuff. And that being it's that close to home, just two miles away. That's crazy um but yeah we're working on getting it worked up and finished like i said it's not quite finished yet um by the time it's done it'll be pretty close to a full-on supercross track um the reason we built it actually was um a couple years ago in 2019 they did the first ever uh supercross futures national championship and um i was actually in high school still and i was running cross country after school so we'd run like 10 miles and then after that, I'd hop on over and go ride some Supercross till it got dark, um, just getting ready for that Supercross Futures uh, National Championship in Las Vegas. So that's when we built it. And um, going forward, I'm just going to start training on that um, before I go race Supercross full time. Holy crap, that's awesome. Well, you're going to have to let me know when it's done because, like, we'll de- like I said, I literally can jog from my house there. Like, I, I'm that close. So um yeah so you'll have to let me know because even if you even if you guys aren't like cool with me riding it like i definitely got to come out and if you get it done in the next couple weeks kevin's coming back and he's in the middle of supercross training so he's always down to ride some sx you know oh yeah for sure uh you're talking about moran's oh yeah yeah he's coming up oh for, yeah, yeah. Uh, have you heard about that um the event they do at the Osterhout track over there buck bash um yeah buck bash yeah that's literally like a mile from my house it's oh, okay. just on the road okay. i go by it all the time so yeah yeah that's cool if he's coming back up um i'll have to you have to let me know and i'll get on pops to get finished <laughs> in that track <laughs> yeah he'll he'll be here that buck bash is like the 22nd 23rd there that weekend that friday saturday so he's coming okay. up i believe wednesday um okay to uh because we're gonna coat some stuff for his bike uh for his race bikes for this year so yeah so he he would be he would definitely be down to come out and uh show you a few things <laughs> yeah that'd be cool yeah I, I saw kevin out at uh uh, Hangtown when we were out there and oh okay seems seems like a really good guy so that'd yeah be cool super nice kid um j- 
just got lucky, found out he was looking for some sponsors in uh, in 2019, actually. And it just so happened that my girlfriend had liked his Kawasaki the year before when we were in Indy. So I was like, okay, cool. Well, let's get a hold of the kid. And then we ended up sponsoring him. And now we've grown uh, quite the friendship between us because we've spent quite a lot of time together. Uh, I mean, as much as you can for, you know, someone who travels the country racing or whatever. But um, but anyway, back to you, man. So you're training Supercross on a Supercross track in Michigan. You guys have the uh, have the M- old M40 for your outdoor practice. So that's freaking awesome. And then you go to GPF in the winter months then? Is that how you kind of handle your training at this point? Yep, yep. So uh, the first year I went down to GPF was 2016, and I was actually a freshman in high school. And we would just go down to GPF for like a week or two in the wintertime um, in between classes because I, could, I couldn't really miss that much of school. So we'd go down there every once in a while in the wintertime and then – after I graduated high school, um, I wanted to move down there full time. So I actually, uh, go to school at Florida state and, um, train at GPF in the wintertime full time. So it's been a pretty good deal. Well, that's cool, man. Now, um, so, so you're in, how old are you? I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know that. (laughs) Um, I'm 19. Okay. So I'm in my sophomore year of, uh, college and yeah. Cool. What are you going to What are you going to school for? What's your major? Uh, right now, I'm majoring in marketing um, at Florida State. Okay. Um, but I'm just trying to get in the College of Business, which I'm on track to be doing so, and after spring semester of next year. Oh, that's cool, man. That's awesome. So, and then um, now, as far as so as far as riding goes, um, do you hit all the big amateur nationals at this point, or what's your what's your route you're taking at this point? Um, yeah, we do normally do all the big amateur nationals. So like last winter we did Daytona and uh Freestone and I ended up doing pretty good at both of those. They got a couple top tens at the Daytona amateur supercross and, uh, at Freestone, I got 12. Um, so that was going good. And then through the summertime, um, I came back here, did some area qualifiers at a local track here in Michigan and, won most of my classes at that. So that was going good. And then the week after that, I was up at a practice track here in Michigan. Actually, it's called Martin. Oh yeah. And, um, yeah, I broke my arm pretty bad just practicing. So that, that threw me off for Loretta's, which is the big amateur national of the year and ended up breaking my arm and wrist in uh, like three different spots. So I had to get a plate and like 10 screws. So yeah, that threw me off basically all summer. I've been, uh, just working basically all summer and been off the bike. So yeah, that sucks, but, um, I'm just coming back now. Um, I've had probably about a month now of full-time training back on the bike and we're going to be, uh, doing Ponca here next week and then mini O's to finish out the year, which is, um, during Thanksgiving. Yep. Yep. That's awesome, man. Uh, where, where, what did you crash on in Martin where you broke your arm? Um, yeah, everyone's like, oh, man, did you hit a jump weird? Or, like, were you doing anything crazy? But no, I was just uh, coming around the corner, and I think I hit a rock or something. And I was coming in pretty quick, and it just totally bucked me off the bike and threw me into the ground, and I had no time to really um, adjust or anything. So my arm went right into the ground, and it basically just snapped. Ugh. Terrible, terrible. But I do yeah. love that track. Martin is awesome. 
Oh yeah. Paul does a really good job there prepping it. And I really enjoy it. I think he does a great job there. Yeah. It's really, it's really good in my opinion for, for practicing because it does, it's so deep and he makes it so it's nice and ruddy and it gets a little rough throughout the day. So, but I don't feel like it's overly dangerous. It's just a really nice practice track in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you're training to do any pro nas- pro outdoor nationals, Martin's definitely the place to be. Yep. Um okay, so let's go back to the um to these amateur combines. Um so we as outsiders start hearing rumors about two weeks before of like, Hey, they're going to have this combine at Ironman. And we were going down there anyway to do some media stuff and hang out, um, all weekend. So we start hearing these rumors, but like, we don't hear anything solid. And then like the day before, like Thursday, all of a sudden it's like, Oh, by the way, we're going to have this amateur combine and it's going to be all these A and B kids. And they're going to race two 25 minute motos or whatever it was. And they're going to do all this stuff. And it's going to be awesome. And we're like, okay, I guess we better leave a little earlier on Friday to get down there then to see this stuff. <laughs> um, when were you contacted about it? What did they tell you about it? And then tell me how it went. Because you did, was there two of them or three of them? Did they do one at Hangtown too? Um, no, there's two of them. They okay. did one at Ironman and then one at Palace. So they did a East Coast uh, Combine and a West Coast Combine. Okay. So so when, um, when did you first hear about that? When did they contact you about being in it? Like, what, what was the whole deal and setup with that? Yeah, yeah. So basically about a week before Ironman, um, we got a phone call from uh, Jim Perry, who used to be the manager at Factory Yamaha. And um, they just gave us a call and said, hey, um, we're doing this pro motocross combine at Ironman. And we'd like you to show up and ride if you can. And at first I was like, man, I don't know, because I, I had literally been on the bike maybe three times since April, um, from when he called. So I was nowhere near prepared, but, um, obviously it's a super big opportunity. So we're like, you got to do it no matter what. So, um, yeah, we went down and, um, went out down there and rode and it's pretty good. It was a cool experience. Um, they um, did a really good job organizing um, all the events there, and there's a lot more than just racing out on the track. Um, actually, most of the day was it was done in like a classroom setting, and um, we had riding coaches, and uh, we talked about nutrition and media and um, just stuff off the bike to help prepare you um, for being pro. That's cool. Who was your um? Cause I know there were like Reed was one of the team coaches who was, uh, mm-hmm. who was your team coach or, uh, my, my team coach at Ironman was Brock Glover. So I was pretty cool. stoked on that because Brock goes to all of the, um, pro nationals now with Dunlop. So he has a ton of experience, um, from that standpoint. And of course, from, you know, when he used to race back in the day. Yep. Yep. That's awesome. So, and then, uh, did you have a different coach when you went out to Paula or, were you mm-hmm. still with Glover? Yep. When I, when I went out to Paula, um, Buddy Antonez was my coach. So it was really <laughs> cool working <laughs> with the <laughs> Bud man. Legend. Yeah, he's, he's a really cool guy. And um, he helped me quite a bit out there, um, especially because out in California, the dirt is so much different um, from out east. And yeah, I, was, I wasn't really prepared for um, how hard and dry it was. So the Bud man had a lot of good tips for me, and I was really uh, appreciated all of that. That's cool. Um, so I got to ask with the Ironman thing, because I'd never been there before. This was my first time even going to watch anything there. Um, 
man, that Godzilla jump. I know like all the pros, like they just launch it and it doesn't seem like it's that hard, but coming at it from an amateur side, and I don't know how much, how many times you've been to Ironman. What is it like going up that hill and then to take the turn and jump back down that hill? Like what is, what is it like? Is it, is it scary? Cause it seems very scary to me, but I'm an old fat guy. So what do I know? Oh, no, it is so fun. Honestly, it's one of the best jumps I've ever uh, hit. And um, before then, I've been to Ironman only once, which was in 2020. Last year, they had a regional there, but they uh, cut the corner right before the Godzilla jump. So I honestly have never um, been on the jump till a combine. (laughs) So the first lap, it was wheels on the ground, no jumping. So I just kind of rode up it and it was it was pretty steep and then the next lap I was like well I gotta do it now so (laughs) otherwise I don't know so we just clicked it into third and sent it and um honestly going up the Godzilla was not not super hard because you have a big straightaway coming up to it yeah coming down was tough because especially I think for the combine um because they really just watered uh the crap out of that right hand corner before coming back down so it was really slick so that one was a little harder, but, um, honestly, one of the biggest jumps there was the tabletop in the middle, that sky shot. Oh jump. yeah. That yeah. one was pretty huge. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. We stood, we stood by that for a little bit during, um, part of the combine and during some of practice. So I don't mm-hmm. know, man, that, that yeah, coming that back down that Godzilla Hill, when you jump back down it, that to me, I'm like, dude, I couldn't imagine, like, I'm, I'm, like I said, a shitty old fat guy. And like, I could just see myself bouncing off the knuckle and bouncing all the way down that hill and just wadding myself into the ground. And I'm like, that is terrifying. It haunts my dreams, oh, basically yeah. thinking about it. So I don't know. Yeah, you, you kids all have way too many balls it. for me. Like, I, I'm just out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bounced off the edge of it once. And as long as you get back, um, you'll be all right. But it was definitely like a four or five story drop. Yeah. It's just falling. So hmm. It's cool. You don't see obstacles like that at um, your local track or anything like that. So it's cool. Yeah. Now, are you racing A class or B class or what's what's your deal? Um, so the goal was um, before I broke my arm this summer was to race B at Loretta's and move up. Okay. Um, after Loretta's this year, well, it <laughs> honestly didn't work out good, and um, yeah, I missed you know really four or five months this summer. So. Hmm. Um, the, the plan right now is to stick in the B through, um, Ponca, Minios, and, um, probably some of the spring nationals again, and probably move up to a, um, before Loretta's next year. Okay. But honestly, that's, it's up to my dad. And, um, we've been talking with some of my coaches and right now we're, we've decided uh, to stick down in B for now and, uh, move up to a when it's time. Okay. So what's your, um, what's your plan for going pro here? Like, are you thinking in a couple of years, as long as everything goes okay and you don't, you know, spend all your time in a cast for the next couple of years or, or what's the, what's the thought process on that? Yeah. So, um, barring no more, you know, big injuries, uh, the plan would be race a at Loretta's and then, uh, you get your pro card if you race uh, a class there. And, um, um, probably move up from then after Loretta's, um, probably spend all winter, uh, next winter training and then come out for, uh, Hangtown if that's the first race. And, um, I guess that'd be 2023. Okay. So are you, so your plan then is to not do any sort of super cross until after you put a full season of outdoors under your belt, basically. 
Um, yeah, that's normally how they do it. Um, it's still a little bit of a long ways away, and especially since we have a Supercross track. Um, honestly, I wouldn't mind going into Supercross first. Uh, I actually prefer racing Supercross over outdoors. I, I don't know. I think it just fits my riding style a little bit better, and um, I just flow with it really good. So, um, yeah, if it's at the time and everything's working out, we might uh, decide to do Supercross first, but that's uh, a decision for uh, the financier, which is my dad. <laughs> and uh, we'll have to talk with some of uh, with Josh Woods, who helps me out, and uh, Stanton here in Michigan. He helps me out quite a bit, too. So that'd be a conversation we'd have to have. Oh, man. I raced Stanton at a vintage race at Log Road two weeks ago. And he mm-hmm. absolutely, I mean, like I said, I'm a fat old guy who's who started riding six years ago so whatever he absolutely blew my doors off on a like bone stock mid-90s cr125 it was so ridiculous i came off after the first moto and justin's like so did you like stanton passing you i was like stanton's fucking racing he's like yeah 393 (laughs) and i'm like oh no shit and so then i go out for the second moto and literally as i go over like the finish line i hear him coming and he just jumps over me and i just look up with my gopro and you could just see stanton just 10 feet higher than me in the air on this 125 mm-hmm. and then he's just gone through the next corner i'm like all right bye thank you that was cool so oh guy, yeah that guy I'm here is to tell you, crazy jeff still he still has it man um this past weekend i actually spent a couple days with him and damon bradshaw up north doing uh, some single track riding and oh no shit oh That's man awesome. jet he still he still knows how to ride man he, he was flying through those trees dude i i know man like i said i i did not even know he was there to start with and then when i did see him go passed me in the second mode and realized who it was i was like holy shit i mean we're talking <laughs> bone stock mid 90s cr125 and just blowing oh, yeah. my doors off my 21 250f i'm like wow that's and that is what riding technique will do for you ladies and gentlemen so that's right <laughs> impressive impressive so um so give us your um give us like your superhero backstory as far as riding goes like what age do you start riding? When do you do your first race? How do you get like obsessed with it to the point where you're, you know, training all the time and, and doing what you're doing at this point? So I first started uh, racing. Um, back, I think my first race was about in 2008, 2009 on a PW 50. But I first, when I first started riding, I want to say I was, I think four, four years old. Okay. I was uh, just about, ready to go into school I, I honestly wasn't into school yet and um you know just i started riding around the yard you know in the grass and stuff and picking it up and honestly before i even started school like kindergarten young fives i uh, <laughs> i broke my finger and got <laughs> caught in a fence from riding a p-dub so yeah that was early on and um after that going through um elementary school we did quite a bit of racing um around here at the local tracks on on 50 seniors we um honestly we went all over the state um we were chasing the 50 senior uh championship back then and the my top opponent was kessler yeah it was jace oh, no point awesome. so yeah um back then jace i mean even still jace is obviously he's a, a little bit better than me um but we were just trying to run the points and yeah it was a good time back then so that was cool and then 
I played football um, through school. So on 65s, I didn't, wasn't riding a whole ton, but we were still riding. And then towards the end of my 65 career was really when we started picking it up. Um, we worked with coach Rob Beams um, for nice. a while on 65s. Yep. And um, we did some training with him down in Florida um, about 2012, 2013. And that's really when I um, started picking up uh, training and started taking it a little more seriously than just a hobby or something I do as a sport. That's cool. Yeah, Coach Rob's actually coming up too for Buck Bash. He's gonna be here for a couple of days. So, all right on. We got yeah, Rob, we got ev- we got everybody coming, man. We got everybody coming. <laughs> That's cool. That's awesome. So, um, where was your where was your first race at? Was it a fair race? Was it uh, one of the local tracks here? And if it was, which one? <laughs> um, yeah, my first race was at Dutch Sport Park. Um, oh yes. Down in, uh, I want to say they call it Smurf City. Is that what they call it? I think the little it, track down there. Yeah, I think that's what they call it. Yes. Yep. Yep. So I don't know. That's yeah, one, I, that's one kid's track I haven't been on yet. Like I've got a <laughs> seven year old that ride, she rides a PW50, oh, right and uh, yeah, no, we haven't we haven't been there to practice on that track yet. We've done Log Road, we've done Martin, we've done um, uh, Ziegler's. Uh, mm-hmm. we're going to Redbud next week for practice on Saturday. Cool. So like we're, we've done all those, but we haven't gone, we were going to go to Dutch this week, but my, um, my suspension on my Yamaha I've been told is not, uh, exactly working in my favor. So those tracks where they just chew the top and the bottom's still hard packed. It's, uh, it's oh, kind of yeah. like, uh, ice skating with the front end. It's not mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Yep. I've been to Log Road twice this year on it, and it doesn't really work well at all. Uh, so yeah, so it's it's a good time. So I've kind of like, ah, eh, we're just not gonna go race anymore. We're we're gonna go ride Redbud because I love Redbud for the last practice of the year, and we're gonna do Buck Bash, and then I'm done. Park the bikes awesome. after that. So <laughs> sounds like a good plan. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, so do you have, um, do you have some sponsors outside? I mean, I know you said the financier, your dad, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but, uh, do we have some sponsors? Does somebody like, uh, give you bikes or do you guys buy them all or, or what's the, what's the deal with that? No, actually, um, for the most part, we, we buy the bikes, um, through Ziegler Motorsports. They, they do help us out a little bit, Okay. but, um, for the most part, yeah, we're still paying for the bikes. I mean, uh, this summer, like I said, I wasn't riding because my arm was broke. So I worked all summer paying off a bike. <laughs> so yeah, still working hard for it. And um, but yeah, we do have some good sponsors that help us out um, with parts and stuff. So that's cool. Like um, Fox, they take care of us um, with gear. Uh, Mark Powers, he's our box rep. He does a really good job um, making us look good on the bike. And um, yeah, we have some sponsors for uh, the motor, like Pro Circuit. Um, Mitch and Pro Circuit have helped us out um, for a long time, um, really starting on Super Minis and 65s, and we've done a good job with our suspension and motors. And um, so, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. What do you do? What do you do for a job when you're working when you're not riding? Um. So earlier this spring, I actually worked as a tutor for on track schools. Um, Oh, okay. Um, yeah, in the summertime. And then once school got out, um, that kind of died down a little bit. So um, my dad uh, owns an insurance company. So, yeah, I was just sitting in the desk um, working <laughs> quotes and calling customers and all that fun stuff. Ooh, the exciting high-speed world of insurance. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Hey, that's all right, man. Everybody's got to make their hey, money. So I know my dad's going to be listening to this. So I, I enjoy it, dad. <laughs> <laughs> don't fire me. I'm cool. <laughs> yeah. Don't fire me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's awesome. So, um, Man, anything else you want to touch on here before we wrap this up? I mean, give a shout out to like where people can find you. Give the Instagram handle if you got a YouTube, a Twitter, whatever. Give all that. Shout out any more sponsors you got um, who are supporting you. And uh, yeah, man, do do that and we'll, we'll get this wrapped up here, bud. All right. Yeah, sounds good. Um, yeah, I'd like to thank um, obviously my mom and dad for supporting me and going through all of this and obviously motocross is a tough sport there's a lot of highs and lows and they've stuck with me um through thick and thin so i'd like to thank them and my family for helping me out that way and also i'd like to thank uh, the woods family for giving me a really cool and good training facility to train at in the winter times um really ever since i moved down to gpf is really when i started um, getting a lot better and um, i was able to start qualifying for loretta's and stuff so I owe quite a bit to the Woods family, and I'd also like to thank um, Jeff Stanton. He's been doing some training with us um, really since uh, COVID started, and he's helped me a lot with um, just the mental side of things and um, really how the whole process works. And really, there's no no one better um, to know how how to race and figure out the whole um, scenario than him. You know, six-time champion, so he had it all figured out, and we go uh, road biking with him every Tuesday down in Coldwater. Um, it's a little group called the Coldwater Crankers. So I'd like to say a shout out to them. They uh, help me out and push me every Tuesday. So that's pretty cool. And um, everyone else that's uh, been supporting me for the past couple of years, I'd like to say thank you to all you guys. And um, if you want to find me anywhere um, on Instagram and TikTok and Facebook and all that, my handle is my last name, Shuring, and my racing number, 58. So it's at Shuring58. And, yeah, thank you, guys. Yeah, no problem, man. Thanks for coming on. And, uh, like I said, man, get that Supercross track done. We'll get uh, we'll get Kev out there, man. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I'll have to be in contact with you guys. And, yeah, I'd like to figure something out and have Kevin out there. That'd be really cool. Cool, cool. Well, thanks, man. All right, yeah, no problem. Have a good night. You too. All right. Great interviews. Great interviews. Great kids. Yep. Good kids, good well, kids. Hopefully we'll see them all out at Buck Bash here in the yep. next couple weeks and we can have some content with them. Yep. All right, Justin, let's dive into uh, Silly Season stuff here. All right, where are we starting? We are going to start... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Do you see what the back of your notepad says? <laughs> I wonder when I wrote that one. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Uh, that's unprofessional, but I did not see that on the back of the notepad. And as I he went know, to look at thing. it, there's this thing that says, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I wonder what I was doing with that. Don't know why. It's but, weird. All right. Sorry, guys. Anyway. Okay. Here we go. So, uh, all right. Silly season stuff. Actually, you know what we're going to start with? We're going to start with the uh, with MXON because that was a race that we used to do a show on, but mm. this year especially is kind of like, eh, whatever. Yeah. COVID took a hit on that one. Yeah. So, um, okay. So, 2021 MXON. Italy wins. Yep. A little bit of controversy surrounding it with that first turn deal. Yep. Thoughts on that? Because I know you paid attention to this race. I did not watch it. So I watched the highlights reel. That's what, it. So, see, that's the thing, too, is, is I didn't watch all the highlights. I only watched the first two motos and watched clips of the third moto. What first turn controversy are you talking about? Because there was a situation. Third the- moto, Lupino goes off. Okay. He was in, I don't know what place, somewhere okay. in the top ten. 
he goes off. He ends up riding beside the track, missing like the next two corners or something. Finally finds a spot to get back on. And he is basically like fourth place or like lets Mm -hmm. the first three dudes go and then jumps on in fourth. Yeah. And it's kind of like, well, he really shouldn't have been allowed in at that point. But where the hell do you expect him to go back in? And it was a whole thing. Yeah. I mean, with everything that was going on during this year's MX of Nations, being in Italy at Mantova, the Italian team being one of the strongest it been in a long, long time, you know, them being the favorites, obviously. Um, I didn't hear too much about that. Um, it doesn't really shock me. Like, we're all, we're MX Sports and like Feld. We know that off and on track issues, excursions, or whatever you want to call them, have been a thing the last couple of years. And like, what's the right penalty? How do you dish it out? Mm-hmm. The MXGP, they're a little bit more loose with some of that kind of stuff. Do I agree with that? No, that's a little messed up, but. It doesn't really shock me. I mean, I've seen guys cut like a quarter of the track and come back on. And well, then... he was penalized. Yeah. yeah. But it was only 10 spots. Yep. And everyone says, well, you know, if he'd had to like go back on where he came off, he'd have been last place. Yeah. I mean, Alessandro Lupino, I don't even know what he ended up that moto, but with that moto, either. yeah, it was pretty, the MX3 class was pretty weak this year just to the fact that there wasn't a lot of people there. He probably still would have ended up in the top 10. Um, so I don't really have too much to say on that. And as far as Italy winning, I mean, we even talked about this before, even though we weren't as excited about this one. Like the Italian team with Tony Cairoli, this being his very last one because this is his last season. Uh, Mattia Guadagnini, who was leading the MX two points, you know, earlier this year, and then Lupino, like outside the Dutch team, and the Dutch team actually would have been the favorites, but their MX two guy was hurt going into that weekend, so it automatically deferred to Italy um, to see them win on their home turf. It sucks that there wasn't more people there because I think it would have been as big as when we won on home turf in 07 and in 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was pretty cool. And it was really, really cool to see Tony win his last ever time there. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, that weekend, it just wasn't normal MX of Nations. We weren't there. There was a lot of countries that didn't go, especially being in the middle of the MXGP season. Mm-hmm. You know, Hurlings dominated. Cairoli had good races. You know, um, even the diehard like MXGP fans yeah. that I've heard talk on podcasts, they're like, "Yeah, this wasn't wasn't." No, good. I mean the only outcome, like the only outcome that you could have been like, "Oh yeah, I seen that coming," was was Jeffrey winning. Yeah, like Jeffrey annihilated everybody, both of his motos. Yep. But like the leading MX2 guy was Renee Hoffer, and like he's been really really good this season. But like it was just weird to see him be the top MX2 dude, and I don't even know who won MX3. I don't know if it was Koldenhoff. I don't know who won the MX3 division, but. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, it was just, there wasn't as much excitement about this year. And the fact, once again, we had another mud MX of Nations race. Yeah. So. Look, no one gives a shit about this race. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Well, the MXGP guys do. We just here in America don't give a shit about it that much. But I did see in your notes, we're going to talk about Red Bud. I think that you're going to see that that narrative is going to change. It's going to be awesome. I'm pumped. Yeah. See, that's the funny. <laughs> see how funny that is, though? Like, that's just how it is. Like, we don't give a shit when we're out of the country. But if we're in our own country for the MX of Nations. No, no, no. So here's the excitement behind 2022 MXON being at Red Bud, okay? Yeah. I get to watch all these dudes that I don't normally see ride, uh-huh. ride. Yeah. It could be a standard MXGP race. Yep. I'd be pumped to go to it. Well, yeah, MXO, get to watch her. MXON has nothing to do with it. It's just well, yeah. the guys that are going to ride there. I don't give a fuck about MXON. Well, no, because it's like just the way it's run. It's it's 
gone downhill in the last 10 years. But yeah. Yes. Like you get to see Jeffrey ride. You get to see Timmy G ride. Yes. You're not going to get to see Kyrilli ride, which is unfortunate, but you get to see Roman now, Fever ride. Here's the downside. Tom Vl ride. Here's the downside. They all have different numbers. I don't know who the hell anybody is. No, and that, and that and see that's the unfortunate thing for like somebody like you who is kind of like a a fair weather MXGP guy. Like you, you. I you, have been so I've been paying attention more this year, not watching full races or whatever. Yeah. But I have been. But watching that's what I mean. All though. the reviews. Yeah. So like I know the names better yeah. this year. I kind of know how the season's going for people. Like I I've been keeping up on it more yeah. than I have in previous years. So like to my point was is when they come here and you get to see them ride, you don't. You don't know who they really are because all you would be looking for is numbers, you know. But like for me, you know, I everybody knows that watches the show. I'm a diehard MXGP guy. Like I followed this stuff for a long time, even dating back to when I first was getting into racing. So like when I watch these guys, I know I I can watch them. I don't need to know their number, and I I know their style. But like that's the only unfortunate thing for guy, people that don't pay attention to the GPS as much. They really don't know. But that's mm-hmm. also it's kind of a good thing though because you get to watch the way they attack the track so much different than like Tony in 2018. That first that very first practice session when he came out and just the way he was flowing through the track, the way he was going outside in, you know, staying off the clutching corners, the way he was rounding ruts. Like you get an appreciation for like when people watch when for when Euros watch our guys ride Supercross. That's how it's to watch guys that just ride outdoors. It's it's just it's a totally different way of going out there and riding an outdoor track. So um, I expect 2022 Redbud, especially if the weather stays good. It's once again kind of like what we thought in 2018. I think it's going to be the biggest one ever. I really I do. I hope it's nice. I hope it doesn't rain again. See, and the other great thing is this year or next year too, though, is we don't have as much of an excuse to not send our top guys other than if AC is our top guy because mm-hmm. Eli's on Yamaha. Mm-hmm. You know, we our top guys in the 250 class are usually on the star team. Mm-hmm. Like there's not going to be an excuse to not send probably our best team unless AC is somehow winning the 450 class. There's going to be no excuse to not send the best team that we could if everybody's healthy. Yeah. So that's going to be the thing is to be like, OK, like how cool is it going to be to watch Jet slap cheeks outside on all those 450 boys? Wow, that might not happen though. Like, he's not. It he's, just depends on what class you're wow, talking you about. See that? I stumped you. You didn't even. Well, have, you because didn't even I have didn't a response. Because I didn't think about the fact of like with Jet. That's because he's gonna slap cheeks on that too. He's gonna be the next coming of Villapoto. No, he's not gonna pull a Villapoto. All right, sure. That'll never happen ever again. Sure, dude. No, because if Justin he's Cooper, a generational talent. If Justin Cooper can beat Jet Lawrence, Jet Lawrence is not going to beat any of those 450 boys. It's just not going to happen. It's going to slap cheeks, bro. Yeah, maybe like the That's back what of the kids are saying. Now, maybe basically. like the back of the pack, like seven to ten 450 Dude, dudes. When he beats Hurlings, I'm going to laugh. It's never going to happen. Okay. Never sure. going to happen. Because that's say. implying that you think that he could Whatever beat Dylan Ferrandez. Yeah, I would bet you a thousand bucks he would never beat Jeffrey Hurling straight up. Never going to happen. Not going to happen. 24 no outdoors next year. Yeah, that's not going to happen either. 24 no. Yeah, sure. Okay. Anyways. 24 no keep, outdoors? Keep, keep taking drugs, bro. Keep taking drugs. And then he's going to slap cheeks at MXO in it. No, nope. I, I bet you he don't even win his own class. I bet you Tom VL spanks his ass. No way. Yep. Nope. Yep. If you're going to put, if you're going to pitch me Tom, dude. Okay, here we go. We can get into this then. Okay. Tom VL yep. wins MXGPs because the KTM 250s are like the star Yamahas of the U.S. That's, that's actually the only that's reason, actually not that's the only reason he wins. But that's actually not true anymore because now the Yamaha team over there is like what star is here. 
they still haven't. De- they've only been that way for like a year. They haven't had time to develop that, that bike enough. But that's the thing, though, is the guy who's leading the MX2 division right now, Maxim Renault, is on the Yamaha team. But the only reason he's leading the MX2 division mm-hmm. is because Tom Vial literally took like three races off with an injury. Yes. Tom Vial has been slapping his PP around for the last five rounds again because that KTM. But is he's the beat cheater str- bike over there, much like the Star Yamaha is a cheater bike here. You put Vial on any of those other bikes, and I bet you he is just a normal nope. dude, just like all those other guys. Nope. I the will why- say the one exception I have seen in the last however many... I mean, it, dude, it works the same way with Hurlings. Hurlings would win on any bike. Hurling, Hurlings... Hurlings like would win... Like he's been doing? He the was, last how many years? You, you know he's the points leader right now, right? He caught, he caught Geyser. Oh, yeah, he passed... Yeah, is he, he, is he's, he did he pass him or is he tied with him after no, this weekend? No, he last weekend he was last up. Last weekend he, was, he lost. The yeah, because lead. because the, did you see what happened between him and Prado? Prado yes. landed on him on the finish. Yes, I did. So see Hurlings Prado is cut him off. Yes, yes Hurlings is taking a, a new approach. Prado. He's taking a new approach that I don't need to win every race. Yes, but I he know. literally missed two races. Caught Geyser, passed him in the points. The, yes. the second moto, he's like, "Hey, I don't need to win Geyser, and I don't know what happened today, but I'm going to probably assume Hurlings did win today." He, I don't know what he did in the first so race, he's but the, he won. But he so won he's the, the second race. Yeah, he's went, the points leader. So again. he's got to be at least tied, if not one. Yeah. So winning, he's the points leader. Points. So he caught so that's Geyser. Cool, yes. Except for there's still been races he's not been able to touch some of these dudes because he wasn't healthy. He's now healthy, and he's All proven. Right. He's hey, proven, okay. dude. I'm just the beginning telling of the you. year there was still dudes he wasn't touching. Yeah, because he was coming back from being paralyzed. All right. Like I'm a dude. I you can call me a. Uh, he's fast. I like. He's the fastest dude in the. He's the fastest dude in the world. He's the fastest dude in the world. Outdoors, yes. Yes, he is. He will slap the shit out of everybody. As much as I'm a big Dylan Ferrandez fan, he would slap the shit out of Dylan on an outdoor track. Hurlings is the best outdoor rider in the world. I still also don't believe over there that any of the bikes outside of maybe the Hondas, the HRC Hondas, I feel like. But outside of that, I don't feel like any of those teams have those bikes developed as well as KTM. Well, KTM's no, because KTM has been winning. Yeah, in the GPS are the cheater bikes of the series. But you still got to have a good rider that can ride them. I'm not saying he's not like good. I said, you, I'm you, just saying if I put him on that fucking whatever it is, Ice Kawasaki or whatever, I bet you he is not anywhere know, close man. to what he is right now. Fevra's Fevra's been pretty damn good this year. I still I still bet money. Prado is the one surprise I've seen in the last few years come out of that 250 class. That has been really making moves in 450. Now again, he's on one of them cheater bikes, those cheater KTM's, which is fine, whatever. But see, here's the thing, but though. He's the only one that has impressed me coming out of the 250. Here's the reason that, why you can't call them cheater bikes, though, because every person over there can have a factory bike. There's well, no I, rules. I, under, on it. I understand that. I'm just saying, KTM has dumped more money, yeah. by far, than any other team into developing both the 250 and the 450. Yeah. If they could bring those KTM 250s from over there, over here yeah. for our outdoor series, yeah, the KTM team. Way fucking better. But you also can't blame them that for though because there aren't because there are and D's. I better. don't blame. I'm just saying yeah. that like when you are that much farther ahead, it's like Mercedes and the Williams team yeah, in no, Formula I, One. Okay, I don't there's disagree. a big difference in cars there and development. I don't right? disagree with anything you're saying. I'm just saying that I believe that Tom Vl, if he is the French MX2 guy next year, mm-hmm. which I'm gonna assume he's gonna be because he should win. He should he should have won the MX2 championship even though there's still rounds to go. He's so far back because he missed so many races. If he's the MX2 guy for next year, all I will say to people is if he's healthy, he will give Jet Lawrence everything he can handle. Jet's going to spank yeah, see, spank I his do, cheeks see, all over the, the place. See, the thing is, is, the reason why I disagree with that is because I've watched Tom VL for the last three years go from nothing, a nobody, like a literal nobody. Yes. He wasn't even winning the MX2 class, mm-hmm. 
And now he was a world champion last year. He should have been the world champion this year. And the reason why I say that is, is because once again, it all comes down to the fact the way their racecraft is, if he gets a start on Jet, Jet will not be able to pass him. Now, if it's the other way around and he, he's trying to catch Jet, it might be a little different story. But if he gets a start, he is a smarter rider than Jet. He's hey. not more naturally talented than Jet, okay. but he is right. a smarter now, rider than Jet. Page. We're getting close. He's a smarter rider than Jet, which is why I don't think Jet would be able to pass him. I'm not saying... He's not going to pull some Marv Southwick shit with Eli where he's just fucking inside out, outside in, like riding a wide bike and being dumb. He is just one of those guys like Prado was and like Jeffrey was that when he gets a start, he just knows how to win races. He just does. And that's what they even said. Even Jason Thomas, there was the Italy race a couple weeks ago that he was on there. He goes, VL, he just, he's one of those guys that if you give him a lead, you're never going to catch him. It does not matter who you are. Well, he hasn't raced Jet Lawrence yet. No, he has not raced Jet Lawrence yet. But that's what I'm saying Jet's, is, is that Jet's if he's going to slap them cheeks, let's nope. timestamp this Kay. for next year, 2022. Jet's everybody slap. also thought that in 2018, Aaron Plessinger was going to slap the PP off everybody, and look what happened to him. Hunter Lawrence came over here and dropped everybody in the nuts, and so did Prado. First off, all I'm saying I did not is, I really think the AP, AP has never been one of the guys. I'm like that guy's going to slap cheeks everywhere. Well, he proved this past year that that was he's good he is a very I, good rider, all i'm saying I'm is, is that, that away but at no point on a on, especially on a world stage i've ever been like yeah ap's gonna slap cheeks against all these all, other dudes though i'm just saying is is that we have this conversation every year and not just you there's a lot of people out there we have another friend of this show that thinks that the our guys not and obviously jet's not an american but the guys in our series Every year we have the same debate. They're going to beat them. They're going to beat them. And I keep telling you guys every year they're not as good. At, we're not as good as those guys over there in outdoors. It's just fact. It's getting to the point that it is fact. It's not. You're not surmising it. It is fact. But you have to remember, Jet's only two years removed from riding over there. I understand that he's only two years removed. So I, like, I understand. I agree with you, like that. But you get you get used to other you get used to a certain way though the tracks break down over here the way our guys ride. Well, like I said, we're gonna timestamp this. And Jet's gonna slap cheeks next year. MXON. And, and then after butt. he doesn't, I will be sit up on the show once again on Sunday afternoon oh, and say here once again, I was right that the GP guys are better than our guys. That's it's just you're proven. Fucking Nazi. We had two un-Americans win you, both championships you this communist year. Communist fuck. We had two un-Americans win both championships this year that both came from the GPS. What does that tell you? That Jet's not that far removed from that shit. But what I'm saying is is that two guys that are not from America that came from the GPs won both of our outdoor championships. Yeah, I know. That tells you. that yeah. That's all you need to know. Yes. And they weren't even the best guys that when they left the GPs. Yes. So Thank I'll you. just say, even Dylan. Dylan's going to get slapped around because I guarantee Hurlings beats him, and I would almost go as far as say Geyser would beat him. I don't know. We'll see. Just It's just it's the way gonna it is. It's going to be an exciting race. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. I really am. But once again, America's going to get the shit kicked out of them, just all like right. we do all the time. Let's move on here. Next thing up. Uh, so rumor mill coming out, and we haven't seen anything solid yet. Mm-hmm. The SGB team's moving to Hondas. Do we know? Good move, bad move, indifferent. Is it just 450s? Or are they going to have a 250 guy? No, they're going to have a 250 guy. Well, do we know who? Possibly they're going to have a 250 yeah. guy. Yeah, we're not going to talk. Yeah. Um. I mean, it depends on how much help they're getting, to be honest with you. I like, s- I, From my understanding, it's the same deal they've had with the Kawasaki team. So it's basically just bikes, part allowance, I'm that a little nervous with the 250 because it's a new bike that with them not getting a lot of help from Honda. They're only using it in Supercross. Still, I'm a little afraid, though, because that's an all-new platform. And if they're not getting any 23? help... 23? What? No, 2022. 22s, yeah. 22s. Oh, the yeah. 22s are all-new platform. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, is that if they're not getting any help from the R&D side of Honda... 
even though we know that everything we've heard that that bike is really good, we know what happens when, especially 250s, are new platforms. I think there might be some growing pains. Now, the 450, it's already proven. Like, you don't really need to do much to that bike. But once, do we know who's on the team? Is A-Ray on the team again? Is it Rod Bell? I don't have any idea. This is, and this is only a rumor mill. There hasn't been anything confirmed that they're switching to. No, but it's probably pretty close to fact. Like, it's probably close to facts. I've heard it enough times from enough people yeah, that I think exactly. it's going to be a thing. So I mean, we were hearing this a while ago. Yes. Um, If it's true, I think the 450 will be a good move because that, that bike, that Honda is just better than that Cowie. Yep. All I will say, though, is is that uh, <laughs> if A-Ray's back on that team, they're going to go through a hell of a lot more clutches. <laughs> good old A-Ray. Um, no, I think it's a good move. The 250 thing, is a, I'm a little nervous. I think there's going to be some growing pains there because I don't really know, no disrespect to the SGB team, I don't really know if that team is quite equipped to handle an all-new platform bike, especially in Supercross, and especially a 250 of all that. Yeah. Like, I don't know what their budget is, but... We know how much it takes to make a motor in the 250 class mm-hmm. be competitive. Yeah, I, I I would say it's a good move. I don't really have any problems with it. I guess it just all depends on who's on the team. Yeah. Like if it's Rod Bell and A-Ray and Jeremy Smith and that was pretty much it. I mean, I know they had uh, Hannah or uh, Jordan Jarvis for outdoors, but obviously she's not wearing Supercross. Yeah. <sighs> I can't really see them doing much better. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to be rude. I, mean, I think it's a lateral move also. I yeah. don't think it's going to be a whole lot better. Like The bikes are the bike is better. That's the 450. Maybe A-Ray won't have quite as many mechanicals. No, maybe. I think A-Ray is always going to have mechanicals. Okay, so let's right. be real. He's just he's Alex Ray. Well, we'll see. We'll see when it comes out. Like I said, we we don't have anything hammered down for yeah. sure yet. This is just rumor mill. Um okay, moving on. Uh before we get into some of the bigger stuff, uh, let's talk about Eric Kehoe has left Team Honda. Yep, that's sad. Rumor is is he's going to triumph for is, their team when they start it. Has there been any rumors of who is going to take over the Honda? That team? I haven't heard. I don't. They might have announced something, but I don't know who. I didn't pay, <laughs> I didn't pay attention. Maybe they called Dan Bentley again. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Who knows? Um, um, but Kehoe leaving Honda, I don't see this as being a problem really. I mean, he's Honda. Good. He's a good manager, but Honda's yeah. to the point that it's just kind of plug and play. I mean, yeah. you can kind of really put anybody there. They oh, have. I could manage Team Honda. Well, yeah. I mean, dude, they they just have they've got their program. So everything from the semi driver to their R and Ds to their chassis to everything over there is just so wound up in a ball, neat, nice and neat. That you can just kind of put anybody that has just a little bit of knowledge of moto and knows mm-hmm. how to deal with guys, and I think they'll be fine. Now, that's not taking anything away from Eric Keogh. I really like Eric Keogh. I think he's a very, very smart dude. I don't think he gets enough credit for everything he's accomplished at Honda over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I honestly think you could you could take just about anybody, put him in that role, give him a little bit, and I think they'll do fine. Because, yeah. I mean, look at I mean, look who you got riding for the team. Like, yeah. it's not like you have to work that hard. No. When you, when you got Chase, Kenny, and both the Lawrence brothers, it's not – I am interested, though, if he actually goes to Triumph. I mean, I don't see why not. If Ricky's there, Ricky and Kehoe have a long yeah. history together. It's an interesting it's an interesting thing. I don't know. We'll see where this Triumph deal goes. Yeah. Obviously, they made the announcement. We haven't heard anything since. I'm here in 2023 for their team to come out, so we'll see. I think I'll just give my future prediction. I think there's going to be a lot of money behind that team, and I think it's going to be a shit show. I think so, too. Yes, like, and I absolute, think it's going to go well the first couple of years. Like I hope they have show. enough money and enough patience to go, okay, our first two to three years are going to be nothing. Yeah, because that's the thing, too. It doesn't matter how much money they have. It's going to be really hard for them to recruit a top guy and yep. say, 
yeah, dude, we're going to put you on this literal, literal all brand new bike, yes. and we're going to go racing, and they're going to well, go. I don't know. Ah. I've heard. I've heard the first couple of years here are going to be. Um, they're going to be on a KTM platform base or something. Well, if that's true, years. then maybe, but and still. And then they're going to develop a bike beyond that, but I don't, I don't know. We'll see. I just think it's not. We don't have not, any details at this point. Everything's yeah. a rumor with that team. It's so. not gonna, I don't think it's going to go well the first couple of years. Yeah, I don't think it's going to go great either. Uh, continuing on the Honda train here, uh, it is official now. Uh, Chance Hymas to Honda for amateur here for the next year or two. Did you see his elevated video? I did not. Yeah, he was tested. He wasn't riding the 2022 yet. Uh, he was riding the 2021, I think, at Paula. Okay. Um. It just looks good. I mean, we, you know, this is the amateur signing of the last five years. I mean, you literally let Team Green bring this kid up, develop him, and before yeah, you oh, went yeah, pro, yeah. On that you have sense, now yeah. signed him, which is awesome. And on top of that, you're about to win some amateur national championships for the next two years while yeah, he's doing that because basically he even said in his interview he goes like there's no rush everybody's talked about it it could yeah. be 2023 before we see him or he well, could go do all the amateur nationals 2022 at the end of 2022 do some outdoors kind of like what levi kitchen did and mm-hmm. then supercross 2023 and or who's his manager oh yeah what who's his manager is it myrtle manager oh, yeah now? yeah oh yeah oh, yeah yeah i actually just seen though who they replace. well they didn't replace him because it would be hard to find a talent, but they already signed somebody um, out of the B class to that took over for Chance Imus. Somebody who would they sign? You don't know who he is though. Uh, his name is Preston Baseflug. He's a kid out of uh, Washington. Baseflug. Baseflug. Yeah, he's fast. He's good. He's going to be good on that bike. He's not going to be Chance Hymas good, but he's going to be really, really good. He's also it's kind of weird too because he's also very, very young like Chance. Like yeah. I think he's only fifteen. And he's only been on a big bike for like a year and a half. Hmm. Um, it's a good signing. It's not Chance Hymas, but he's going to be really, really good. I just saw a video of him today um, riding with Anderson, uh, Vries, Benjamin Garib. Um, he's good. He's going to be good. But as far as Chance Hymas on the Honda, it's very interesting to me because like Geico, we know what they did with the amateur stuff, whether it mm-hmm. goes back to Kennard, you know, you the Wharton, Bogle. This is a good question. Like, what are they going to do with these amateur nationals with him? Because we don't have a Geico semi to send there anymore, so... I'm going to assume that they're going to send a mechanic and one other person in the back of a box truck. Okay. There's no way Team Honda is going to go to the race with a, a just a big rig, like yeah. a semi, for one person. doesn't matter if it's Chance Hymas or not. Like that's They're not going to do that. Um, it is weird, though, because this is... This is the first time that I can think of that a full-blown factory team has signed at amateur. Like, full-blown factory team. Yeah, that is interesting. That's never the happened HRC, before. Yeah, yeah, that's never happened before. Because, you know, you had you had Team KTM, but that was the Orange Brigade with Volan. We know that, but that was Orange Brigade. Uh, Gas Gas kind of has a few of their guys. I think Casey Cochran, they're going to sign him. Star, even though it's the Yamaha team, is not like... Even though I guess now they would be, but like it's still you don't consider Star like oh they're straight from the manufacturer. You know Pro Circuit obviously with Team Green, like Suzuki hasn't had one in, since the Colt Grass days. So like Husky, I mean yeah kind of, but not re- like this is just a little different to me. Yeah. So I'm really wondering how this is gonna go. But see here's the thing, he has no reason not to succeed now. Like no. he's gonna be, even though his national bike is gonna like his actual like pro factory bike is gonna be different than his amateur bike, but it's not gonna be that far off. He can. There's no way he's gonna go to the line at any of these races now. Going, I don't. I I have the best bike. Yeah, I have the best bike without a doubt. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be very interesting to see how it goes for him. I think he's gonna be fine. I think he's gonna be really really good. 
Um, He's going to be the guy for the next two years in A class. Yeah, like I said, the only guy there's only two guys that I think that are going to be anywhere near him, and that's Romano and LeBlanc. And LeBlanc has an issue staying healthy, so I think it's pretty much just going to be him and Romano. I don't think LeBlanc's going to be in the A class until after Hymas is out, anyway. Well, LeBlanc because Romano is going to move up here. Well, LeBlanc is already raced a races but his thing is he's always hurt like oh, he's okay. li- but like romano i think it's going to be the romano chance hymas thing i think it's going to be those two just battling back and forth but yeah like it's cool it's romano's real- young though isn't he he's younger than chance okay. he's chance is 16 or 17 mm-hmm. and i think um i think romano's only 15 okay um so yeah it's gonna be very very interesting like we got a lot of talent coming out of these a classes like yeah. we got good dudes like i said if lebron can stay healthy romano you got chance hymas you know, you got base fluke for the Kawasaki team. Um, there's a kid in the Suzuki. Uh, I think he's from he's from South America. His name's Leo Dorico. Like, there's a lot of good dudes. Which, like, the last couple of years, I'm going to be real honest with you, we really haven't had that. Yeah. So now we got a lot of we got a lot of good talent coming up. So that's pretty cool for the future. Um, it's just going to be really weird seeing a full blown factory 250F. It's going to be sweet at the nationals. I'm excited. The only thing that concerns me is is that if things don't go well right away. I mean, yeah, I don't even think that because he's got he's got all this time. Like yeah. Honda's not pressuring him, so I don't even think that. So no, I think it'll be fine. He's yeah. got he doesn't really have any pressure on him right now. Yep, especially when you got the Lawrence brothers as your teammates. Yeah, which exactly. is also cool for him. Like I don't know how much he's going to talk to them. Yeah, but like, how cool would it be as a sixteen year old be like, oh, I got Jet to Jet or Hunter to go talk to, and like, oh yeah, by the way, Jet's only like a year older than me, so mm-hmm. we get it. Like yep. we understand each other. So that's pretty cool too. And so Jet, that's Jet slaps cheeks, so I'm sure he can help me slap some cheeks. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> I meant in racing. Oh. Oh. Okay. No, no. Haven't you heard? No. You didn't listen to the Whiskey Throttle with them. No. With the Lawrence Brothers. They they call him Casanova mm-hmm. Jet. Yeah. Because he's so good with the ladies. Sure is. And that means he's not good with the ladies. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> That's what they were saying. That so. kid is so awkward. Yes. But Hunter, obviously, is doing pretty well because we already already seen his chick at the Nationals. So That's his wife. That's his wife? He's yes. married? He's been married. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. And she's loaded. Well, oh, good for maybe him. not so much anymore. Yeah. She had an awesome job when they met. How old is she? He's only 20. I don't know. But she had some awesome job working. Was it a bank or diamond store or something? I don't know. It's in the whiskey <laughs> throttle thing. A diamond store? No, I'm not kidding. That is I'm only not Lawrence. kidding. Yo, bro, what your, what'd your wife used to do? She sold rare diamonds. No, she didn't sell them. Oh. She was like, uh, I don't remember what he said. You have to go listen to it. I have to go listen throttle. to it. That's interesting. But now. yeah, and he's like, he's like, yeah, she definitely downgraded going with me, but it's cool. <laughs> I wonder if Justin Cooper's chat feels that way. Oh, God. Anyway. <laughs> um. Okay, so speaking of Hunter Lawrence, mm-hmm. he gets a Red Bull helmet. This Coolest only, way possible. This only furthers our whole deal KTM. of uh, him going to Red Bull KTM for 450s in the next yeah. few years. Yeah, I'm going to assume that the moment Jet moves to the 450s, which uh, is probably going to be happening sooner rather than later. Just uh, Out for 2023? Yeah, put that out there. Um, I think that Hunter... Out, I think Hunter Supercross 2023 is going to be on KTM. Red Bull KTM. Yep. I think Maybe that, even Outdoor 2023. I think the moment the Jet moves up, I think that he's gone from Honda. Probably. I, I, I mean, I'd be willing to bet money. I think that the moment Jet moves to the 450 class, because they're not going to have, obviously, a room for Hunter on the, in the 450 because it's going to be Chase and Jet, mm-hmm. um, I think Hunter's gone. He's, yep. he's on the KTM squad. 
Probably. It just depends on is he going to be 250, 450. But I do agree with the 450, though, because, uh, and we're going to get to this, one certain rider is coming to a close with his uh, yep. his career, and another one is going to be going to Yamaha. So, yep. um, yeah, no, it. Um, I'm just happy for him. That whole thing with him getting the Red Bull helmet, like getting surprised. And we even talked about, yeah, exactly. We even talked about the Supercross. Like, what does it take to get Hunter Lawrence a fucking Red Bull helmet? Yep. But uh, the whole thing was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, to see the look on Myrtle's face, like, dude. I don't know much about him. I know that he's the super agent. He's damn good at his job. And Coach talked about this on one of the recent shows with Cooksey and the coach. But, dude, I just I think Myrtle genuinely cares about his clients. I, I really hope do. so. If not, this is such an elaborate hoax. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jesus. Like, shit. But think about the dudes he's got, though. Lawrence Brothers, Joe, and now Chance. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, he's he's got, he's got he's it. He's doing well. He's doing very, very well. So, uh yeah, good for him, man. I'm super stoked for Hunter. Everybody on the show knows that I'm a Hunter Lawrence guy. Um, I'm really happy for him. Um, yeah, I just think it's cool. I think I think it's cool. I think the helmet was pretty badass. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, it's going to be sweet seeing him in that Red Bull helmet come uh, whatever coast he's on. Yep. Um, okay, next thing up I got going on here. So Deegan puts out a farewell to KTM video because yeah. he's going to go to Star Yamaha, even yeah. though that's not confirmed yet. We're going to look at the camera at the same time, and everybody wants you to know. Deegan's gonna Deegan go is Star going Yamaha. to Star Yamaha. Star, Star Yamaha. <laughs> so y'all can fight us in the comments about this. Exactly. Because he's going to Star Yamaha. Yes. They are not going to leave that monster money. No. Nope. They have way too... You don't do monster energy photo shoots at your house and be like, oh, by the way, we're out. Is it? If, if he was going to switch to Red Bull or switch to a different team, a la gas gas ktm yeah, whatever whatever he would have not put out a video that he was leaving ktm brian deegan is too smart of a businessman that ktm was something they bought you don't have to keep looking at the cameras sorry weird i know um is it i think you could argue the fact though that outside of being like just like uh social media presence the hayden deegan has actually become a bigger star for monster than axel hodges is I think it's debatable. I don't know if it's. I don't know if you could be a hundred percent like yeah. No man, Axel's pretty good with the bangers, dude. I no, I I don't disagree with that at all. But you look at their numbers, it's pretty fucking close. It is very very close. Well, either way, Monster's doing well in the social media game with those two. But yeah, if he's not now though, I guarantee after a year on that big bike, he's gonna be. Yeah, I I I guarantee it. Well, and as they, as Jay said on Gypsy Tales, I mean, dude, that kid is gonna bring more people mm-hmm. to the sport yep then any of us could fucking do and he's going to be the first years. and he's going to be the first one in a while to do it having nothing to do with his results mm-hmm. i mean you don't you don't bring a million person following on youtube dude look at even brian brian has a million followers on his social media shit like mm-hmm. dude yeah, coach talked about this think about the people that have the type of people that have that many followers this is Brian oh, Deegan yeah. we're talking, but think about the like that group of people that have a billion followers, and then you got Brian and Hagen Deegan. Like, dude, the, everything from same thing with Haley. Like that whole family just breeds money, <laughs> spews marketing, <laughs> just spews marketing, man. So yeah, no props to them. I really like Brian. He's a good dude. I know that everybody says that, and I can't echo that enough. He's a damn good dude. I won't really speak to uh, Hayden. Um, but Brian, he's doing it right, and he's definitely going to make a lot of money for both of his kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just uh, hopefully don't piss him off. So Hayden Deegan's going to Star Yamaha. Going to Star Yamaha. Yep, that's uh, it's yeah. Fight me in the comments. It's gonna be interesting though to see how well like 
how he goes about that. Because like the KTM thing, he was the shit. I'm the big dog. Do you think we're going to get an announcement before Minios? Ooh, that's a good question. Or is it going to be we after still have Minios? Because Minios technically is the start of the next season for amateur races, right? Yeah. I cannot see them waiting until Spring Nationals next year. Because did you do you follow any of their social media? I watch some of their YouTube stuff. Did I don't you really see watch how that. they've been spending a lot of time in the Southeast? Yeah, didn't he buy? I think they are looking at buying a house in Carolina as well. Somewhere in the Southeast. Because they want to. Why would you need to go to the Southeast so much? Yeah, I know. Oh, oh, because you're going to spend all your time at the goat Car- farm. Yeah, the Carmichael farm. Mm-hmm. So weird. <laughs> yeah, weird, huh? But yeah, but they're not leaving KTM. Yeah, no, not at all. Which is the first. Oops, oopsies. Oh, oops, you guys sorry. fucked that one up. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that they. Uh, now, yesterday I was told he was going to Gas Gas. <laughs> not a chance. Not a chance in hell. There's not enough money at Gas Gas for him. No, no, not with Barsha being there. Um, yeah, no, I'm pretty sure they're looking at selling their house in California and building a compound out in Carolina because obviously they can get property a lot cheaper there. Yep. So, uh, yeah, no, Hayden Deacon's going to start. Get it through everybody's thick skull. He's not staying at KTM. He's not staying on an Austrian brand. That's done and over with. But, hey, we look forward to your comments. Yeah, we tried to tell you this, people, like, back months and months ago, but whatever, we're stupid. Yep, exactly. So, anyways. All right, next thing up. Um, Let's start with the stuff that we're not really sure about, Mm -hmm. and then we'll kind of move our way into the stuff that we are sure about. So, first off... It's kind of like the worst kept secret ever, but AP is going to KTM, even though there hasn't been an announcement yet. Which is really weird, right? I don't understand when they're going to make this announcement. Like We've all kind of known about this for yeah. a long time. So now we're two weeks past. Uh, yeah, it's weird. I don't like, understand it. And also another thing that I'm really curious about is... so This could be the shock if something ends up happening. He's not at KTM. Yeah, because, okay... Everybody that's pretty much moved and it's beneficial to their teams, we've seen small clips of them riding said bike. Yeah. How in the hell have, have we, we not, not seen, seen any, even like a, even not a video about AP, another person photoing, like filming a video and then him yeah. just being in the backdrop. How have we not seen anything about him on a KTM yet? I don't know. This Which, is the weirdest thing to me. I've, I've heard that like, oh, you know, KTM, they want all the spotlights. They want to drop it on a new cycle where there isn't anything else going on. But dude, I don't know. But I'm, I don't. But I'm I don't understand that because it's like we haven't heard anything. I thought we would hear it the first day with everyone else. Like I mean, we Jesus, did. I've already seen a video of Max Bullen riding Supercross. Yeah, like what the? F- and I don't. If that's their, if that's their way of thinking, I don't understand it because we already know, and we're going to talk about it with said rider with doing Supercross only, and like Coop is the the defending champ. So like you would think that they wouldn't even. Oh, AP's on our team now, but this, it's all about Coop. Like I don't get it. Yeah, I don't. What's the secret? Who cares? Coop's only going to be on that team for next year anyway. Well, yeah, we know that. We but, know where he's but going. Anyways, but anyways. Like, but yeah, I don't get it. I don't understand it either. Dude, how, how fucked is it going to be if it comes out and he's on an Austrian brand, but it's not KTM? It would make actually a lot of sense that he go to Husky. That's the only thing I can come up with. And now why would we be waiting? Well, that's because another thing on my list that we don't know about Zacho's not sure if he's retiring all of a sudden. Yeah, I already. And there's videos of him riding Supercross. Yeah, we already talked about this earlier this week. But I, <clears throat> if he does come back, good for him. But it's gonna be a shit show. It's, yeah, I'm, it's gonna yeah, be really bad. I don't think it's a good idea. It's Being not. a Zacho guy, and as much as I want to see him come back and like actually try and do something again, I just don't think it's a good idea. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. He needs to go to the next phase of his his life. Yep. It's just going to really go bad because if he if he does anything to that back again, he can severely like take a chance of being in a wheelchair. Yeah. He needs to just not do it. I understand he's got a lot of pride, and I've I've always said that's the one thing I respect about Zacho. He's a bulldog. 
But it's like, dude, what's the percentage probably you give him of actually coming back? Dude, it's very, very low. Ah, uh, dude, I'm not even going to go 30%. I'll go 25. I'm going 50 50 at this point. I just think it's a bad. See, okay, so the one, the reason why I have it at 25%, but I could agree a little bit with the 50 50. But it's going to be one of those things that if he does come back, I guarantee he only races one or two races and realize that it's just not. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Because I can't see him. I don't, I don't see him making it through the first five rounds if he and does I, come back. And even if somehow he does, I can't see him being okay with being just another. Because let's be real. He's just going to be another guy. Yeah. He's not. He's going to struggle bad. Yep. And I cannot see Zacho with the way his mindset is with him being comfortable with that. Nope. So I just I don't think it's a good idea, which if he's not coming back, it would actually make more and more sense about AP if he ends up maybe on Husky. Yeah, like I said, that's the only thing that has even remotely crossed my mind is like, well, maybe he signed a KTM, and then all of a sudden they were like, well, you know, we, we need may put you on a different brand here because, yeah, because we need a guy. Um, because with KTM, we know Marv re-signed his deal. Supercross One-year deal, SX only. Done after that. Done after that for sure. Um, so that's an interesting... Kind of sad, to yeah. be honest with you. A little bit. Yeah, I mean... He's had a good career though. I don't know how this works. He's had a really good career though. It's kind of yeah. sad though. It's kind of an end of uh, an end of an era. We know that that group of guys with him, Kenny and, and Eli, they're coming to a close on their careers. Obviously, yep. Marv is older than both of them. He's been professional longer than both of them. Um, it just kind of sucks. I mean, I really, if this is going to be the end for Marv, I hope he has a good Supercross season. Yeah, I mean, I too. really do because he came on. <sighs> I don't know. This past year was a very, very up and down for him. I hope he does, but do you see it actually happening? I think that he'll kind of do what he did in Supercross this year. He'll maybe get a couple heat race wins. Maybe he gets a win, has a couple flashes of brilliance. It's just one of those things that I think that Marv, I don't think his heart's in it anymore. There's I just think, too many good dudes now. And and I agree with that. I think on his good it, day, though, I think he's just as good as those guys still. On his good days. But see, so like I look at it as like, okay, you put him with the old guards. Yeah. So we'll put the old guards as Kenny, Eli, him. Um, is there anybody else? I mean, those have been the three most successful Brayton, in the last. That kind of stuff. Yeah, but and I it's mean, like, as he's, far not as beat, he's not beating Kenny and Eli most days. No. Brayton, I put him kind of in the same aspect, especially after seeing the way last season went. Yep. Then you go to the new guard. AC's way faster. Sexton's way faster. Even AP, Malcolm. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. All these guys are way faster. Now, granted, they can't necessarily keep it on two wheels, Mm -hmm. but like that's all those guys have to be have a bad race at the same time for Marv to really move past all of them. I think that we'll see now since we're going back to some of the normal East Coast races for Supercross. We're going back to Detroit. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of those really, really tacky, like just rut cross, slot crosses, I like to call it. Yeah. I think that then the, those tracks that he's always good at, I think that that's where you might see him get a win or two. Yeah. It just it, it sucks because Marv, I feel like his last two years should have not gone the way it did because nope. of injury. He would have been the same normal up there battling for championships like he has for the last however many years, but it's part of it. It just I hope he ends on a good note because I don't want people to remember Marv as just a guy because let's be real, whether you like Marvin or not, Marvin was not just a guy the last other than the last two years from 2017 on. He was one of the guys. Mm-hmm. He wasn't just a guy he was battling for championships in both disciplines so i just i hope for his sake because i feel that if he has another average season people will be like well that's just who marv was that's not true that's mm-hmm. not who marv was people need to remember marv was one of the only guys for two years that beat eli straight up on an outdoor track yep like that's just marv was one of the guys yep so i just i i, I hope he has a good season i don't know how it's gonna go 
That's all I'll say. I just hope he has a good season because I don't want to see him end just being a 10th place guy. That yeah. just, it would suck. Yep. Um, okay. So, uh, Joey Savacci, we've yep. heard nothing about. We think he might be the third guy at the Rocky Mountain team for next year. Uh, what's the percent pie you give that he's actually lands that spot, that they're going to run a third guy? What do you think? I think his results, I think he did enough to get re-signed. I mean, I'm real honest with you. Like, even though the, one of the other guys we're going to talk about in a minute, well, actually both guys. I like both guys, but he did way more than both of them this past year mm-hmm. in Supercross and Outdoors. Man, if he doesn't get re-signed, I think it'll be an absolute joke. He's like the next Blake Baggett. Except not except he hasn't won any races. Well, I mean, for them, he hasn't won any races. Um, yeah, I don't know. He has not won any 450 races. No, he has not won any 450 races. That's I was talking I was about. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I I don't know what the percentage is because we know the, the controversy that is around that team. I would say that it's probably... Maybe that's why for, we haven't heard anything yet, because maybe he doesn't want to go back, because he didn't get paid for last year. The question, though, is, is where would he go, though? I don't know. Which, once again, I feel like this is absolute shit that we're in a situation where, oh, Joey might not end up on a freaking team. It's like, are you kidding me? Like, how does this... I don't understand how this happens to him. Like, I understand, like, the talk, like, how he deals with people, but his results are good enough, and anybody that says otherwise is an idiot. Like, there was times we talked about this. He was the best-performing KTM guy at the Nationals at certain points this year. Yeah. So it's like... There's no way that he shouldn't have a ride. I mean, Justin, Bo- I mean, we're going to talk about it in a second. Bogle has a ride. Yeah. So it's like, dude, I just don't get it. And it's going to suck because if he has to restart on a new team yet again, and people are like, well, why isn't Joey doing, you know, really well? Well, I don't know. He's been on three teams in three years. Yeah. It's an interesting situation with him. He just, it's, it, we seem to get to this point every year. And we have no idea where he's going to ride. And it's absolute shit, in my opinion. I know that how you feel about Joey, but you at least have to agree that it's absolute shit. Yeah. A guy he, of that caliber should have a ride, and this just speaks into things we're going to cover in our yeah, next show, which exactly. is how broken the sport yep. is. So, I mean, you're talking about literally one of the top 20 dudes, and he doesn't have a ride? A guy that's gotten podiums, gotten top fives, won yep. heat races in Supercross. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, dude, I don't understand how that happens. But maybe you're right. If that is true that he just pissed off that he's not getting paid, good for him. Like, know your worth, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know because I think everything with that team right now is in flux. I think so, too. And speaking of that team, Anstey announced that he – didn't he announce it? Did he not announce it yet? Yeah, it's announced. Okay. It's An- confirmed. Anstey announced he's going to the Rocky Mountain team for next year. How much do you think he signed for that he's not really going to get paid? Knowing how Max thinks and how he is and how he was brought up, I can't see him signing for anything less than 100 k So he's probably not getting any of that money <laughs> at all. <laughs> oh, dude, and that pisses me off so bad because you know I'm a Max Anstey guy. Um, it's a good thing he started that CBD company. Yeah, no shit. No shit. So you can make some money next year. Um, probably I really hope to start it just in an effort to try to make yeah, some money because he knew he wasn't going to get paid for riding. So. I really hope that when he retires, whenever that day comes, um, I hope he goes into commentary because, dude, him on the mic would be absolutely would be epic. amazing. Epic. Um, I don't know. I don't know how well that's going to go because, once again, you're talking about a team that has a lot of controversy around it. We know that the bike can do good things, and I think Max on a KTM would be really good because we know the bike is good. I just... I, I don't really know what to think about it because, once again, we don't know what's going to be going on with that team moving forward mm-hmm. since the cat got let out of the bag this last year. Um, and same thing, like I don't know if you had it on the notes, and even though it's been confirmed for a while now, Shane McElrath 
and we yeah. haven't really talked about it. Yeah. Everybody's known about it for months now. We talked about it on one of the shows. Yeah, but I mean, it got announced early. Yeah, that's another thing too. Like, I don't understand why. Sh- I just don't get that. I don't understand. Like, either. why would why would he, I, dude? Do you think that he like asked Moto Concepts like, "Hey, can I get re-signed?" And they just told him we don't got the money. Because there's no way Shane. I don't think anybody wants to sign him because of his back. Yeah. Like the only reason Zach, I think, is still even has even remotely of a shot of riding is he because he's got such a good relationship. Yeah. But Shane doesn't have that. And how crazy would that be that if Shane comes out and he actually does really well, and then it's just like, oh fuck, we messed up on that one. Maybe. Uh, I, I think, see it to believe it, man. I think he'll be fine. If the back is if the back is not bad, he's gonna do fine. He's been off a long time, dude. I don't think he it's has. gonna go well. To be honest with you, I think you're gonna see him floundering around somewhere between. 12th to 18th and Supercross. Yeah. And that's going to and you're not going to see the flashes of Shane that we've seen before. I I think it, I think to be really honest, he's lost a step because of how long he's had to be off the bike. The only reason I will not go 100% on board with that is because Shane has proved us a million times wrong and because I don't know the extent of his back like we did with Zacco, I can't say that it's going to go the same way. Now we may get two rounds in, and he just it flares up again because once again, mm-hmm. knowing I I have back issues, it doesn't that shit just doesn't go away. Nope. But the thing about Shane though is, is once again, he's that one guy that's kind of be like proved everybody wrong. Don't doubt me. Yeah. So if he goes out and he flounders in twelve to eighteenth, I could see it. If he goes around and gets you know five to eight, it's like one of those things too. I can see it because he just everybody counted him out his whole entire two fifty career, and he proved everybody wrong. So I don't really know. I like both. I like both Shane and Max. I hope it goes well. It's just one of those things that that team is such a shit show that I don't expect a lot. We're not going to be allowed in that pit. I don't really care. Forrest is a douche. I know. He probably wants to fight me. He wants to fight everybody. That'd be cool. Just punch him in his face. I like to fight. I had a dream last night. (laughs) That you fought? No, not that I fought him. I fought some kid in Taco Bell. That was weird. We were just at Taco Bell today. It was super weird. Uh, Did you beat him up? Um, so I tried to knock him out with my bare hands. Yeah. Didn't work. Ended up choking him to death with my left hand. You killed him. I killed him in Taco Bell. Wow. You have some aggressive dreams, I, bro. I have not had a dream like that in a long ass time. And it was super weird. I hate dreaming though about like fighting people. Cause like, I don't know if you have those, those kind of dreams, but like you're hitting them as hard as you can. And because yeah. you're not, you know, it's like it nothing works. Well, my thing is extra interesting because I have what is called lucid dreaming where I can control every aspect of my dream. Weird. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can too. And you know, I know what the super weird thing was, was I choked this kid out with my left hand, not with like, literally like, you know, like, like not even with my good hand not even with my, and like I had him up by the throat, like, uh, and I say kid, he was like young adult or whatever in my, in my dream. This was all a dream folks. Please don't do it. Whatever. And I just like <laughs> throw him down. He's dead. And I thought I just like choked him out till he was unconscious. And then I realized, oh man, he's dead. And I was not even panicking walking out of Taco Bell. I just walked out like it was normal. Yeah, that it tells was me so you're weird. You're a sociopath. Probably, yes. It was such. I woke <laughs> up, I told Ashley about this morning. I was like, so this is the dream I just had. I killed a dude with my bare hands. <laughs> and I didn't even flinch. And I didn't even flinch about it. I was just like, and I, I ate my taco that. afterwards. Can you, can you imagine what I can do in jail? Like, I, it's fine. I ate my taco afterwards and I left. We're going to be fine. Oh, anyways. Right, back to dirt bike stuff. <laughs> that was weird. Uh, Brayton back to MCR for the year, possible last year. I mean, this is Brayton. Brayton just does Brayton things. Going to podium somewhere? Maybe. Probably. Maybe. I don't really know. 95% chance. Yeah. I mean, 
And if we brought back the Triple Crown, probably win. Yeah, bring um, back Triple Crowns. For 2022? Yes. Really? Have triple they decided which race? East, I don't remember. I think uh, they have, but I, I haven't seen it. So, yeah. anyway. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's cool. I mean, he's obviously had a lot of success over the years at Moto Concepts. Um, we know that he's, with him going back there, he'll definitely be getting some Honda goodies, as he usually does. Yep. Um, yeah. Super be- weird, because we thought MCR was going to the uh, Arena Cross Series. Yeah, now they got Brayton and two 250 guys. Yeah. Yeah, Vince Freeze is one of them. Weird. I can't remember who the other one is. I feel like Austin Politelli, but maybe that's wrong. That's weird. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it'll be. I mean, it's just gonna be Brayton. Like yeah. it's, it's just Justin Brayton. He's a just a, hopefully it makes through the whole season. That's what I because he do. missed the back half of the yeah, last season. Just stay so. healthy. So, yeah. um, but yeah, outside of that, nothing really too no. wild to talk about with that. Nope. Uh, Bogle goes to Hep Suzuki. <laughs> Wonder if he brought that casino money over Dude, there. He likes to just kick it, bro. I mean, he's had he had his best success on a Suzuki in the 450 class. So I don't see his results improving. No, I don't either. I, we've talked about this a million times with Bogle. I think he's at the point where he just he's a shell of himself. He's had too many concussions, too many injuries. Um, and I'm gonna be real honest with you. I think this is gonna be his last season. I think 2022, and he's done. We know that he still has his concussion issues. Shout out to him. Cool dude, though. Cool guy. Details podcast was awesome with yep. it. Great. But yeah, uh, but I don't see him really doing a whole. Great dude. Uh, funny. A lot of charisma. Great style on a bike. But yeah, I think 2022 is the last time you're going to see Justin Bogle. He just. Main event, bro. He just got too many. He just got too many concussions, yeah. man. It's just too many concussions. And like we talked about with Coach on one of our shows, I just hope it's his last season because I don't want to see yet another motocrosser with fucking health issues yeah. 10 years from now yep because he wanted to keep racing and then he kept cracking your dome yep um i think he'll do fine i think he'll be once again have justin bogle moments where he's really really good and you're like oh yeah i remember that guy and then the rest of the year he's just average yeah just um, a dude yeah just another guy um not taking anything away he's no so fast ass dude yeah but i just, just don't when, see when you have that many concussions move, yeah, yeah making anything it's, crazy good happen yep so that team i think is going to be him hartraft and Knapp. And um, who's the other one? Um, who the hell else was on that team? They signed. I think they have another dude. I don't know. Ansi was on it, but yeah, he's not I think they're thinking about signing another guy. But for right now, the only ones they're signing are him, Hartraft, and uh, and Entiknap. Okay. So I think they're going to try to go with a four team, four guy, or uh, four, four team. yeah, four band team. But right now, it's just those three confirmed. Um, so yeah, I mean, just a decent team, I guess. Yep. Um, okay. So now we're getting into the mo- big movers and shakers for this year. Uh, so let's start out with the one we've heard the most about at this point. So Eli Tomac moves to Star Yamaha. Um, at this point, there have been several interviews with him. There's been writing clips of him. Yep. Looks good. Supposedly he's, and I'm putting this in air quotes for those who are listening, not watching. He is faster on this bike than his Cowie, which I think is just Whatever. PR goodness. Yeah. Um, thoughts on his move and is it going to improve sideways or worse? Than last year. Proved exponentially. One year deal, option of a second year. I think he's gonna re up on that option. Okay. Improve exponentially. Okay. I we even talked about this on the way down to Crawfordsville. I think that it's a scary thought that this might be a rejuvenated Eli. And once yep. again, everybody knows on the show I'm not an Eli fan, so this is not me being a homer. But I think it's a scary thought to think that this might be a rejuvenated rejuvenated Eli. He's going to a team that is all about testing, all about making that bike better. We mm-hmm. know that Cowie is historically not one of those teams. He's going to Florida. He's going to – that's very interesting, too. That is yeah. very, very interesting to move away from the compound, that badass compound he's got in Colorado. Well, so he's going back there to ride. At, so he's been he's already, ri- yeah. he's he's been riding, riding there, there. Yep. 
but he was riding there for what he told Mathis on his podcast. He was riding there for like three or four days, and then they were going to Florida, and then he said they would go to California like mid-December or something and Mm -hmm. be out there doing testing and riding for a couple weeks before the season started. (laughs) But if you follow anything on social, apparently there's a certain track builder that does his tracks. Um, You have seen that he has had both his tracks at his house redone. So he'll be at his house for a fair majority, but he is going to Florida to test. The fact that that, that he's going all the way to Florida to test Mm -hmm. tells me right there that he is all 100% in. Yep. Because, like, at this stage of his career, as much as he's accomplished, as much money as he's made... He could easily say, fuck you, you're coming to me. Exactly. But the fact that he's willing to go to Florida, of all places, Florida? Yeah. (laughs) That tells me... You want to go to Florida? You want to go to Florida? It's probably the best state in this this country right now. No, I don't... Yeah, no, I don't disagree with you at all, but we know how hot it is. I'm just talking about the weather in Florida. Oh, yes. Um, The fact that he is willing to go to Florida, of all places, that tells me that he... Wants to win more championships before yeah, this. this cha- get be- interesting. I think it's gonna be very interesting, and I also think that it's gonna be very the dynamic between him and and Frenchie. Um, we know that they're maybe not the closest friends on the track, but he. Okay, so he's got his buddy Jay Martin, Florida, with him too. I know. Well, that's gonna be another cool thing for him too. Mm-hmm. Um, the. W- so I'm gonna make my point with this. I'm not gonna say that he hated AC, that he disliked AC. But we knew that there was a rift there, especially with Kawasaki putting their, all their eggs in that basket. And I don't think I don't think Eli honestly ever looked at AC as his equal. I'm going to be real honest with you and real up front. I don't think he ever looked at AC as his equal. I think that he probably was a little pissed off these last couple of years that all this attention was on this kid with no disrespect to AC, but hasn't won shit in the 450 class as far as titles. Mm-hmm. He's got one title his entire pro career. Injuries, I understand it, but I'm I'm making my point. But now he's going to a team where there's a guy that's been beating his ass for the last year, has a 450 championship his rookie year, has been doing this for a very, very long time, and he probably looks at him as his equal and goes, all right, I have some competition now. And like I said, the willing to test, the willing to change the motor, change the chassis, mm-hmm. which Kawasaki has historically not been known for that. They're kind of yep. set in their ways. I think that this could be a rejuvenated Eli Tomac, and that's probably not a good thing for everybody else. And another thing, the last thing I'll say is, he's not going to have an issue getting starts because we know that bike is a (laughs) fucking monster. Yep. I mean, for all of us talking pundits, and I say all of us because pretty much all of us were like, man, he's on the downside of his career. This isn't good. And then all of a sudden, boom, this starts coming out that he's going to Star Yamaha. And then we're all like, oh, boy, that's an even worse mistake. And then Star Yamaha becomes Star Yamaha Yamaha in the 450 class. And now, boom, here we are saying, well, you know, this could be the worst thing for everyone else in the class besides him. Yeah. Uh, Because, yeah, because this could be really good. I do think, yes, you're looking at a rejuvenated. He's back working with, um, what's the guy's name? This chassis guy. Yeah, Gilly. Uh, I can't think of his other, his real name, but they call him Gilly. He's back working with him. I heard an interview with him also. Dude seems super smart, super willing to do everything. And the it's the guy that he yeah. worked with when they were at Geico Honda, and yep. he was dominating outdoors in 2015. Yep. This could be a problem for everyone else in this class, both indoors and outdoors. Yeah. Especially I, with an Eli Tomac, who has now learned that he does not have to go out and win by 20 seconds in every race. Yeah, I think in Supercross, unless for Supercross, I'll put Cooper Webb in there because obviously the defending champ. But outside Cooper Webb and Supercross, Dylan Ferendis, Outdoors and Supercross, yeah, you're. it's going to be scary for everybody else. I mm-hmm. think that those are the only two guys. And like I said, I'll put Cooper in just Supercross, Dylan both Outdoors and Supercross. Yeah, 
for everybody else, this might be shit. Yeah, it's not going to be. <laughs> and like I said, not being an Eli fan, that's saying a lot that I'm saying this because it a rejuvenated Eli the last two years of his career, because let's be real, this is probably his last two years of his career. Yeah. Um, he's going to be 30. Yeah, it's going to be, it could be a very long season, both indoors and out for everyone else. I did almost buy the pink and green A-Stars gear the other day. He makes it look good, man. It's a cool looking gear. Yeah, it's cool. I almost bought it. It was I, they had it at uh, Ziegler. I like a star gear. Size. I think it looks good. I like their helmets. I think it's good gear. I uh, know I, that why people don't like it. I don't like their helmets. I have tried their helmets on. I don't like the way. Yeah, it they my head. they fit like the old one industries helmets from yeah, way way back in the really day. It's really weird. Um, but yeah, as far as Eli, uh, no, I think that with him going to Yamaha, this is going to be a very interesting 2022 season. Yeah, but I do believe it's going to be the him Dylan Ferrandez Cooper Webb show. Yes, I. Don't think anybody else is really going to be there. I think you'll have flashes, but uh, yeah, it's and like I said, the fact that his starts are not going to be an issue now because that bike is going to be, <laughs> dude. Oh boy, it could be a really really good season. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, okay, next up for the big movers and shakers, the guy who basically switched him, uh, Jason Anderson moves to Monster Cowie. Now, has there been some interviews put out with him? Because I haven't heard any interviews with him. But we've seen riding footage of him on the bike. Which is funny, too, because the actual only footage of him riding on the bike is Team Fried footage. It's not yeah. anybody else. Yeah. He looks good, man. The bike fits his style. I, yeah, I think it's going to be... I think... I don't know. I still think it's a lateral move for him. I don't see his results improving a shit ton. I think that the bike will be better for his style, and we're not going to get into the technical reasons why I believe that. I'll just say that I think it's going to be better for him. But I mentioned this to you last night. The only thing that I'm a little afraid of is we know how outspoken Ando is. We know the way he looks at things, and we know how Kawasaki doesn't like you to be outspoken about things. <laughs> so do you know what I'm saying? Like, do you yeah. kind of agree with that? Do you think that that might be an issue? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, that's the only I thing I'm afraid of. Yeah. That's the only thing I'm afraid of with him. I think that his I, results are I'm not are afraid gonna, of it. Well, he's got you, a two-year deal, and I think after the two years, he's yeah. done anyway. I just, I'm, I'm okay, afraid's not the right word. I His results are going to be good. I guess I'm just a little bit more interested to see how that whole dynamic goes. Is Kawasaki going to be like, hey, bro? We know that you got this team fried thing. We know that you got away with it at Rockstar, mm-hmm. but like you need to tone your shit down sometimes. And then he's gonna come back with "Kiss my ass." Think <laughs> of the movies him and Dirt Truck are gonna make though, broing down with Monster. Oh, they're gonna be so cringy, so cringy. <laughs> Fucking, you get Axel Hodges in there. Probably get some Hayden Deegan. God, they're gonna bro. suck. God, it's gonna be awesome. Oh God, all, uh, all the Monster Army, bro. Yeah. No, I think, <laughs> but I think those results. I think they're gonna be. You say lateral, I think they'll be a touch better. Um, Define a touch better. Okay, so like, where would you have classified him when he was healthy in Supercross? Four to eight guy. Okay, so I'll say take that eighth as a, another average finish and go four to seven. All right. I And I know that that sounds stupid because I'm literally just going one position up. But like, I just think he's gonna be a touch better, just because I think he's gonna be better on the bike. But you don't think he's winning? No, I think that he'll. I think that he may have a chance to win a race. Yeah. But even that's gonna be really, really hard, just because of the fact of the three guys that we just mentioned. Yeah. Um. But no, I like it. I like the changeup. I think I. Like I said, we've already seen the footage of him. He looks good on the bike. It's Mm -hmm. cool. It's cool to see him on a Cowie. It's pretty much where his whole like big bike career as an amateur started was with Kawasaki. Um. It's gonna be cool. I mean. I always like watching Jason Anderson ride. Whether I like him as a person or not, that's a different story. But I always like watching Anderson ride. He's got a very unique style. Yeah. So I think it'll be good. Um, I just hope him and AC don't take each other out because I don't think that they're going to be talking too much underneath the 
rig. Yeah, I mean, they all just spend time in their motorhome. Yeah, that's true. Does, Han- does Anderson have a motorhome? I don't know that Anderson does. AC does. Probably though. not. Anderson's way too cheap to have a motorhome. Which is, yeah, it's never mind. <laughs> but AC does, so yeah. whatever. Um, okay, cool. And then uh, last thing I have for Silly Season here, this is the move I'm most excited to see. Really? Mm-hmm. Because I think it has the most upside potential. We're talking about Malcolm. Mookie going to Rockstar. You Really? You think that... That's what you're most interested in. I'm interested to see how it goes. Really? This see, is my most, this is why I say this for last. This is my most interesting story in my storyline to follow in my mind here for the next two years. Now, why do you believe that? Okay, number one, he has a two year deal, which he's never had as which a 450. Which he has guy. not had in his 450 nope. career. Number two, mm-hmm. real solid team. Okay, this is an MCR Honda. Not that MCR Honda has anything wrong with it, but they're just but, not an indoor-outdoor factory team. Okay, but he was just with Star, though. He was just with Star. Yep. Indoors only. Yep. Not a two-year deal. It's true. That is they a big thing. They were just starting the 450 deal. And he was really good. And he was pretty good he was on that solid. bike. He was yeah. just solid. I mean, well, I don't think he ever had a race outside the top 10. If yeah. I'm being... If I'm, I think... I don't, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. And that was with taking breaks in the middle of a Supercross main. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I don't know that the first year is going to go great here. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to see big improvements. Yep. I think where you're going to see big improvements is the second year. I think 2023, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, Mookie is going to be like one of the dudes. How do you think outdoors is going to go for him? I don't think it's going to go great this year. No. How do you think it'll be that season 2023 you're talking about? Really good. Because we know that's been one thing about Malcolm is we know he's super he's fucking fast, but he's never really been an outdoor guy. Fast outdoors. He is. He is. But we just know that his outdoor career has been very... He's training at the bakery, which everyone questions that, but he did make a comment in a thing. Don't do not do that face anymore. Sorry. Because that face makes you look like a monkey. <laughs> like, literally, you were doing that, and I was like, wow. That Sorry. is a monkey making a face right. at me. Anyways, bro. Anyway. Um, but he's training with Alden. Mm-hmm. Everyone questioned that. Mm-hmm. The one line he said, which put my mind at ease with it, because I questioned it too at first. I was like, hey, pff, this isn't going to work. He knows what Alden wants mm-hmm. and how Alden works. Yep. He watched his brother do it. This is simple. Yeah. He knows what to expect. So he knows going this That's isn't going, suck. this isn't going into this going, oh shit, what the hell are we gonna do? Like is this gonna be more work, less work times, whatever. He knows what it's gonna be. Yeah. He knows exactly how it's gonna be. So if he's signed up for it like this, he knows how it's gonna go. Well the good thing for him too is is he already lives in Florida, so he doesn't yeah. have to relocate. It's nope. not like he's moving from the west coast to the east or from, you know, the Midwest or nope. wherever. He's already been in Florida his entire life, so like, I think, that's gonna make it I easier. think twenty two is gonna be a good year for him. I think twenty three is gonna be a great year for him. And then depending upon where he wants to go from there, we'll see. But I think it's gonna be really, really good. All right. So I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a comment and then I wanna then I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask you a question. Okay. And it doesn't really have to piggyback off my comment. I completely agree with everything you're saying. We know how well he did on that star bike. This is the first time he's had a two-year deal, and we know with motocrossers being mentally fragile that they are, not having another year deal, having to bake on your results is a big thing. Um, The bike is good. We know that. We know the team's solid. We obviously know the success that Anderson has had, the success that Zacho had. You know, we know the team's good. Um, The only thing that I'm interested in is this is going to be the first time on a 450 because once again, I'm almost guaranteeing Zacho's not racing. So it's pretty much going to be him and Dino. Unless we find out the AP's there, but obviously we don't know that. So it's just going to be him and Dino. This is going to be the first time that Mookie's been on a 450 team where he's expected to be the guy. Because you could say Moto Concepts, but the thing about the Moto Concepts thing was, because it was him, Bloss, and Freeze, nobody really expected anything out of Moto Concepts. When you go to Husky, 
or factory team, you're expected to do well. He has not been in a situation on a 450 team where he has been the guy. Because let's be real, between him and Dino, it's him. Mm-hmm. We know he's got to be the guy. So that is the only comment or only thing I will say that I am interested in. I, but I agree with everything you're saying. So my question to you is, what are his results going to look like? Because you got to think. You, I know you said the guy, one of the guys in 2023. But if you're looking at 2022, dude, he was essentially a five to seven guy. Sometimes eight, five to eight guy. I think he's going to be a top five dude this year. Like almost every race. Mm-hmm. Okay, so right I now, th- and then I think once you get into twenty twenty three, barring any catastrophic, just Supercross though, not outdoors. Supercross? We're talking just Supercross. Just Supercross at this point. Okay, because uh, outdoors, I'm not sure how that's going to go. Mm-hmm. But I think no matter how it goes, whether it's good, bad, and different mm-hmm. for outdoors in twenty two. It's going to help improve the 23 season. And then I think when you get to 23, then I think you, unless, like I said, there's a catastrophic injury Mm -hmm. and you can't ride part of the season or something, then I think when you get into 23, then I think you talk podium threat for him. He's got that speed. No, no. Okay, so then I'll ask you that question then because... I'm not even a Stewart guy, and he's got that speed to make me say this. All right, so my question to you is then, and I like this because I like Malcolm. I just like the Stewarts. Everybody knows that James is my all-time favorite guy. I like Malcolm. I've watched him since he was a freaking little chubby kid that wanted to fish and didn't want to ride dirt bikes um so the fact that you're saying top five like all right so who we've we know who's going to be on the list and we'll cover this in our preview show for 2022 but who are you taking off the list then because you're looking at coop you're looking at eli Ferendis, sexton ace are you who out of that top i mean we don't even mention kenny out of those five guys who are you taking off are you saying he's beaten Ken? Are you talking Supercross? Yeah. Are you saying Kenny's he's beaten done, Sexton? Well, Kenny's done after 22. Yeah. We're not going to talk. We'll talk and about Kenny's that. Kenny's going to have weird races in 22, yeah. much like he's had. We'll, so. Yeah. We'll talk about him during the preview show. But okay. So take Kenny out of it. Those five guys that I just mentioned, because I'm going to assume for a lot of people, those are going to be the five guys. Mm-hmm. Who are you saying that he's beating more often? It's, Sexton, AC? Because he ain't beating Eli Coop and Frenchie consistently. Probably Sexton, AC. Yeah. Wow. I you mean, just blow my mind, dude. I mean, literally, though, think about it. I don't disagree it. with you, but to hear he's, that come out of your mouth. He's got that talent with the speed. He dude, just, just does blew- not <laughs> have the team yeah. with the consistency in the team. Because to be Star able was to still building to what that. Yes. Dude, like that, you just. I was. That's what I was thinking you were meaning, but you just kind of blew my mind, and that is big for you to say that because. We've seen, like, Sexton go through whoops yeah. in, like, and Malcolm speed. is. Yeah, Malcolm but, is like, better. Stu, or, but Stu. Stu, Stu, Stu Jr. Stu Jr. here will do that speed all the time. All the fucking time. Yeah, not just one race. Not or another just, race. Yeah, yeah, one race. So, and don't get me wrong, it may be a thing where it's like we've, we're done with the consistency game because mm-hmm. there's so many dudes that are that fast. So I may be wrong and to the point of like he's going to be a top three dude that wow. whole year where it's like it's going to go from you're going to go second, seventh, third, fourth, seventh, first, seventh first sixth well like. you just brought up a really good point though because and we even touched on this at the, when we did our 2021 preview show malcolm said on a bunch of interviews when his last season this last year at star he just wanted to make it through the whole season he wasn't trying to go heat race mookie speed yeah well he proved he can make it through a whole supercross season without getting hurt and what mm-hmm. he was capable of so now we might see heat race mookie show back up where he just fucking wings it 
and he wants to be the fastest guy on track. And if you have Heat Race Mookie, Heat Race Mookie speed rivals Sexton and AC speed. Well, dude, I'm almost willing to bet that if he would have been on that star bike at Heat Race Mookie speed, he probably would have won a bunch of races. Yeah, could have been. That's just what I was could've trying been. to get out of you is, is, are you taking AC and Sexton out and putting him in? But the other thing you got to think about, too, is like, do you, I know we just say right now this whole conversation about Eli like rejuvenated and stuff. Yeah. But does Eli lose a step here? Yeah, we just strictly because of age. Yeah, like age, kids at home. Even though there's not really any direct data to support yeah. that. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. May and maybe that's the thing. Maybe you take. I mean, obviously we're taking Kenny out of it. Yeah. Maybe you take Eli out of it. Coop, in my opinion, doesn't have the balls out speed of a lot of these dudes that we're talking about. No, but he just knows how to win. He does know how He's to win. He's just smarter than everybody else. But man, the more of these dudes you keep stacking up with that speed against him, like that's not going to work either. I it's kind of like Dungey fucking, you know, podium um, people to death. The only reason it I... It only is going to work so much and then it's not. I just think though that that part of it kind of, he proved this last season that that is not an issue anymore because we saw the races that Eli and Kenny were right on his ass from yeah. this far and he just gapped them. Yeah. So I think the speed thing is not as big. I agree and I understand what you're saying and I agree with it to a point, but I just... But is, think about it. it. Like I said, if you keep adding dudes that he has to go through that have that speed late in the race. I think he'll just outsmart him, though. Two wheels. But I think he'll just outsmart him, though. <sighs> I don't know, man. I mean, nobody can turn inside a coupe on a Supercross that track. That is a lot, though, to keep. It well, is. Nobody can turn yet, but Mookie's on a fucking Husky. Yeah, but Mookie's style Same doesn't really deal. go. Yeah, I, I know, and I know what you're getting at. Mookie's style, though, doesn't fit and the here's way the thing. does. It doesn't matter how the whoops break down. Mookie's going to blitz them bastards. and bli- it, Which and, is going to go good. It's Stewart, either going to be really good or really, really bad. A Stewart blitzing them bastards is going to go way faster no matter yeah, what oh yeah. jump line Coop comes up with. Oh, yeah. No, I don't disagree with so, you at all. I don't know, man. It, it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. I will agree, yes. I mean, it's like, who do you take out of there? I don't know. Because those got to be the five favorites going into next yep. season. I don't think anybody would dispute that. Well, and then when you get into 23, let's say we throw Jet in the mix. Yeah. I mean, all of a sudden you well, throw that generational talent up there and you go, uh. And then you're going to throw even more 250 dudes up coming up there because then Justin Cooper is going to be in there. Well, I'm not going to put him in any sort of mix inside the top five at any point in the 450 class. Well, to be honest with you, I don't want to either, but if he goes and wins somehow another Supercross title or whatever, I'm going to, at some point, at some point, as much as I dislike that kid, we got to start giving him credit. He's not that good. Uh, I think he proved both outdoors and Supercross that he otherwise, but okay. I mean, he should have honestly probably won that 250 championship. Eh, well, I don't, I don't know. We can hate the kid all we want, but we can't deny his results. I mean, we I all can't set up deny his results, but I can tell you that I don't think he has anywhere near the talent of, any of those dudes we just listened no, to. No, I don't disagree with you at all. I don't think he's cracking the top five much. I don't disagree with you on that of the talent part, but we all saw the same thing about Ryan Dungey, and look what he did. It's just one of those things that you just don't know. Until this, ain't Ryan, this ain't a Ryan Dungey. No, he's anymore. not Ryan Dungey, but I'm just, my point is, is that we can all say that now and we can not, we can dislike the kid, think he's a douche, but he's better than we give him credit for, and that's yeah. all I'll say. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. It's one of those things that even though Mookie did it this past season, I have to see it again because if he's going to just forget about the consistency part and just focus on being fast again, we saw what happened that last time he tried to do that. He snapped his femur in half. <laughs> I'm just nervous because heat race Mookie scares the shit out of me just like Stu did. You when don't think he- he'll take a step in speed even without being heat race Mookie? 
Oh, I think he will. But I think in his mind, he's going to want to be the fastest guy on the track no matter what. And I think that that's what scares me because if he gets in that mindset where he just gets tunnel vision and he's not focusing on anything else, he's almost too fast for his own good. Like you can only go so fast on a supercross track before you start testing the limits of physics. And Malcolm Stewart, just like his brother James, will do that. There's going to be a point where he that bike is not going to do what he wants it to do anymore. And that scares me because I don't want to see him get hurt again. Mm-hmm. Like I just want to see him make it through these two years, have good results, get the money that he deserves, do well. It just I'm nervous if he's going to go in saying, fuck the consistency, I'm just going to be fast. I don't think you're going to get that anymore. I hope I'm wrong. I really do. I hope that he is old enough now because he is old enough now that that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. But, dude, I remember those interviews he did with Don and all and everybody at Racer X at the beginning of 2021, and those were literally his exact words. I don't care about being fast. I want to make it through an entire season. Mm-hmm. And he accomplished that. So I, I'm just – that's the only thing I'm nervous at. If he doesn't do that, I don't disagree with you. I think that he's a top-five guy all day long because you can't deny his speed. I mean, dude, when he goes out there sometimes and he just puts in a heater out of nowhere and you're like, where the hell did that come from? Mm-hmm. Or he does some stupid quad-quad thing or whatever, like – you're just like, oh, he's James Stewart's little brother. That's why. Yeah. Um, I hope he does well. I think it's going to be good. It's more parody. Once again, we <laughs> we we got so much to talk about going into the 450 season. It's insane. We do. We do. Um, can we talk about one thing though? We didn't put on the list. Cody yeah, Shock. Sure. Cody Shock. Where's he going? Phoenix Honda 250. Oh, yeah. Phoenix Honda Supercross 250 outdoors and Supercross because they're going outdoor racing apparently. Okay, great lateral move. Well, well, uh, lateral move indoors. Outdoors? Uh, How do you think he's going to do? Indoors? No, just in general. Being on a 250. I, I'm not stoked on it for outdoors. Outdoors is interesting. Supercross, he was really, really good. Mm-hmm. He was, pro- like I said, I think that he was the most improved rider. I think he's going to be that guy sitting there waiting for fill and ride. For 250s? Mm-hmm. On a factory team. And I then, think the bike then, is better. Then you go outdoors, and I'm like, I think this. I think for Supercross, I think that bike is going to be better than what Michael Lindsay could put together. Yep, I really do. Um, outdoors, you're you're right. Unless they're getting help from Honda, which I don't know. Maybe they do get help from Honda. Maybe because that was the remember we heard that rumor a while ago. I've heard a lot of rumors about Honda, and I don't know what the um, hell's going on with them anymore. To be honest with you, <laughs> but I think it's. I think the team. I think it's going to be Cody Shock. I think that uh, Jace Owen is coming back. Um, Kyle Peters. And then is Kyle Peters gonna race outdoors? Or no, I think he's gonna race supercross. I think he's just race supercross because okay. <laughs> see, this is funny too. This shows you what happened with the Chaparral because not only Cody Shock, Colin Park is gonna be on that Phoenix team. Colin Park was riding a Chaparral Honda in a bunch of the amateur nationals this year and was supposed mm-hmm. to make that team. So Colin Park is actually gonna be riding a Phoenix bike and some amateur nationals and then racing supercross. This is one. Again, tells you how fucked up our system is. Mm-hmm. They're going to let him go race Supercross, do some amateur nationals, go back to racing Supercross, race some arena cross, and race some outdoors all in the same season. Mm-hmm. What? What? That doesn't make any sense. It's going to be fine. Um, so that team will be pretty good. Um, I think Josh Osby is going to be on the team again, too. Um, He's waiting. I saw it on his Instagram post. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Waiting. Okay, whatever, dude. Oh. Go keep waiting. Um. But no, uh, looking forward to 2022. Got a lot to talk about when we do our preview show. Um, deep dive a little bit more in depth with some of our comments, who we think is going to do what. I'm really excited. This is the first time yep. in a long time I'm st- like super, super excited for uh, a Supercross season. Um, yeah, because we just got a lot of unknowns. Mm-hmm. Really do. 
So mm-hmm. it's going to be a good season. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. Me too. So, all right. Well, this has been another episode of the Moto Aftermath Show, episode 182. Yep. Silly season talk here. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to all our sponsors, uh, TLR Coatings. Uh, oh, God, I got tongue tied there. TLR Coatings, Premier Custom Trailers, BC Pizza, Complete Racing Solutions, Alias Sport, The Dirt Bike Depot, JT Cycle. Thanks to all of That was all of them, right? Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure. You never know. We got a really special show coming up in two weeks. Yep, we do have a we do have a special show coming up in two weeks. We're we gonna are going to fix gonna the have, sport. We, uh, you want to let them know what we're going to talk about, or uh, I'm trying not to see. It's, yeah. So anyway, uh, so coming up in two weeks here, we have a show. Um, it will be me, Justin, and Coach Rob in studio. In uh, studio, we will have Hopper and Chris Cooksey on the phone, and we are going to fix the sport. Yep, mega show. Yep, we're gonna talk all that's wrong with the sport, how we fix it, where we go from here. We're gonna learn about Hopper's newfound vet racing career. We're gonna talk some all sorts of stuff. Big show. Yeah, big show. Gonna be awesome. It's gonna be long though, folks. So gonna get hammered drunk. Are we still doing that? Screaming. Are we still doing that? What? Are we still getting drunk? I don't know. I shouldn't get that drunk. I gotta ride the next day. Is Coach gonna drink? Coach doesn't drink. I I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we'll get some. We'll just we can have beers. Some beers. I don't drink beer. Okay, you can have a rum and Hard coke. Hard liquor is what I go Bro, after, don't bro. even. Whatever, bro. Fine. Uh, going to be a big show. So well, just it's going to be a big show. It's going to be great. Yeah, just let everybody know. It is going to be probably one of our longest shows we've ever done because it's going to have a yeah, lot we'll to talk see. about. I'm going to be tired. You're going to do it because co- Coach look, is going to be in We're here. just going to do it for as long as I tell us we're going to do it because this is my. Look at me. This is my ship now. Look, Coach is going to be in here. We're going to do it and we're going to do it right. I'm sure Coach wants to also go to bed. He gets eight hours of sleep at night. Okay. Look, bro, he can go to sleep at like fucking midnight. I don't give a fuck. Whatever. Anyway, uh, yeah, so that's going to be a good show. So that will be our other off-season show, and then we will not be back with another show until we do our 450 preview show, which will come out about two weeks before the season starts. So Yeah, maybe we'll have that uh, like uncommitted said, guy. We take, a little, we take a little bit of time off here in the off-season. Uh, we are hitting y'all with videos. There's moto vlogs from all of my racing and practicing escapades for the year, so please check those out. There is uh, the sections for all the shows, so if you've listen to the whole show or whatever make sure to check out the sections of some of the other shows that you might not have watched all of them because there may be some interesting things you like we're doing the bike builds like i said we have our uh our 2015 jeff walker crf 450 that we almost are done we've got a about four or five more episodes for that. Those come out about every 10 days, two weeks, something like that is about how I'm putting those out. Um, and then we have a, a couple more bike builds, a couple two-stroke builds yep. lined up right after that. So that's cool. And uh, also producing some help and how-to builds. So if you're trying to get into wrenching, you don't know exactly what you're doing, We're today we filmed changing a rear tire yep. for, uh, for my Blue Crew. Uh, we're going to do some other stuff. We're going to do like carburetor rebuilds, um, things like that. Yeah. So make sure to check those videos out. Again, make sure to like, subscribe, comment down below. I'm looking forward to uh, having an avid uh, uh, discussion with everyone in the comments about Hayden Deegan. Uh, you I think it's you and not me. Yeah, uh, going to Star Yamaha next yep, year. Star Yamaha. So thanks, everybody, for tuning Thank you. in. Thank you. Really Thank appreciate you. it. And uh, we will see everybody on the next one.